to the Bumble to the End Zone podcast. My name is Sean O'Connor. With me as always, Uncle Johnny. Hey, buddy. How are you? I'm good. No Johnny Graham tonight. Uh, so we will not hear from him again until August 5th when we do the uh, SummerSlam thing. But uh, in the meantime, plenty to talk about tonight. We got some uh, baseball stuff. I, I yet again have another gripe about Mets fans. Um, a little bit of football with the Jets being selected for hard knocks and extending one of their core players this week. And uh, got British Open, a few other things coming up. So, especially with us being on hiatus for the next two weeks after this. So, again, like last week, if you wouldn't mind, if you follow the, sh- the program on any social media or, or anywhere else, please like, share, especially share it. If you have Facebook, you can see it out there from one of us. Share it, please. Um, you could leave reviews, rate it, whatever. Just more interaction, better for us. So that'd be great. Maybe we could actually get some advertisements on the show or something. Uh, not that we're looking to make this a second career, but it could be worthwhile. A little extra dough in the pockets. Anyway, let's sure, get before we say, Is that a Macho Man sweatshirt? Yeah. <laughs> The Macho King. Ah, that's nice. Yeah, it's fantastic. I got on fan- fanatics. Fanatics. Hey, listen, man, it goes towards. I mean, he's been gone a long time. That's what I'm saying. He's still selling his merch. Well, uh, they got me another one, a different one. Says cream of the crop. Uh, for Father's Day. So I've got two Macho Man hoodies. Yeah, no, nah, hey, Macho Man making <laughs> making bucks in the afterlife. You can't you, you can't get Hogan stuff anymore. Is that true? No, he's a racist. Uh, so... <laughs> oh, is that how? What, whatever. <laughs> they walk around with Hulkamaniac. People can be like, "Oh, you also hate blacks." Got it. Yeah. Well, can I tell you something, man? Like I said, this guy, he uh. By all resurrected wrestling and, you know, in this area, especially yeah, and yeah. just all over. No, but I'm just saying when, especially if you're any, in any of these things on social media, everybody fucking hated him, <laughs> <laughs> which is crazy, right? I mean, the one guy, and I can understand being the biggest, the guy with the biggest clout and the big, but by all, you know, intense purposes, everybody hated him. They did not like it yeah i mean scott hall and kevin nash really didn't like him mm-hmm. you know especially as the years went as that kept going meanwhile that's they made their most money at that time look everybody made money when they worked with him yeah but they just they didn't like i mean i i i, I gotta take that back i know scott the hall and nash had a good relationship with him for a while it was just towards the the end but a lot of people who worked with him i mean andre liked them but it's just you You hear the stories now. I mean, when he went after Mick Foley, you know, <laughs> saying, oh, because Mick Foley, you know, he basically called him a fat fuck yeah. and said, uh, you know, well, I should, well, he was eating cheeseburgers. I was training and that's why I made money. And then, you know, when Mick Foley took it personal, he's like, hey, I never said nothing about you, scumbag. And you know what? He goes, <laughs> and you never wrestled me in. And had you wrestled me, you would have known, ask all these other guys, can I put on a show? Of course I could. And then he called him out for not being, know know how to do anything. You know what I mean? So it's kind of, I don't mean to start the thing off with that, but it's just, just a strange, just like you said, Hogan, I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird how somebody could be at top of the eye and and really nobody talks about him at all being that anymore. 
This Nothing. is sad to say, the way I'm going to say this, but Hogan would have been better off if he was one of the guys that died young. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess he was needed. He did what he needed. Yeah. He was definitely the biggest name in the game. But it's just like when you see guys like Ric Flair, who, who you know, guys who had longevity who are now in their 70s or getting close yeah. to it, which they all are, they don't show – there's no love for him at all. Uh. I mean, it's kind of sad, too, that the main reason for all of that really comes from, at least for the fans and everything, comes from that video that he didn't know was being taped of him with Bubba the Love Bubba Sponge's, the Love Sponge's wife. wife. Yeah, but even, like I said, but even that, that whole thing is just... Gross. Even Well, it's just all, hey, ho, come over and fuck my wife. All right, Bubba. <laughs> you, you know, we didn't have any problem doing it. It was the problem that it got taped. I, yeah. And I get it, but what I'm just saying, this guy's supposed to be your best friend. I don't, what kind of horseshit is that anyway? I, the whole thing is nonsense. <laughs> and, then to, and, then to, and then to go through the trial to get it. But, but, but that's what I mean. Like his life became just a media joke. It's just, it's, it's nonsense. Listen, Hulk Hogan has a 10 inch dick. Terry <laughs> Bollea does not. Uh, <laughs> just uh and not to mention something a terrible performance of a video if you just say so you know i didn't i didn't that's that's one i didn't view uh, it's very hazy very i mean you, well, hey listen you gotta watch you gotta see what the story is just, uh, <laughs> what they film this with a ring camera just it was like set up in his bedroom but it just like i said just a weird a weird situation just to begin with i i know it's like Hey, they did that and they shouldn't have showed you, but even just the thing, your buddy just telling you, hey, come over and fuck my wife. It's just you it, that is the one time you gotta make sure cameras aren't rolling. <laughs> like take it, hey, listen, yeah, no, I'll do it. Let me take it to a, a hotel or somewhere. Yeah. I, I do it in his house in his bed. I don't think it's fucking nuts, man. Get better friends. Wacky <laughs> <laughs> shit. Of all the people I, I want to think about having sex in this world, Hulk Hogan is not one of them. Nah, and it's a shame. Like you said, man, he was an icon. He really was. And, and you know, kids nowadays don't even know who the fuck he is, so that doesn't matter. <laughs> but all of us who grew up with him, you know, I was only 12 years old when he started his run, 11, 12. Yeah. That was the biggest thing in the sport, man. He really was. And for a long time, and guys tried to knock him off, and he couldn't. And then, then he made himself bigger when he went to the, you know, WCW. I mean, it was it was huge. He, he he reinvented himself, turning heel. Yeah. And like I said, look, everybody who worked with him made money off him. If you were part of his pack, you made money with him. But just now, he's just uh, he's, like you said, Sean. It's funny. I I see you with a Macho Man thing, and I understand you said you can't wear the Hogan thing, right? But I, you don't see anybody anywhere in the even in the ring now. In the state, you'll see pictures of cardboard cutouts, you know, things relating to wrestlers of the past. He's not one of them. <laughs> You still see guys with the crow sting faces, you know what I mean? Like you never see you never well, see sting, Hogan. Well, Sting's still wrestling on that other program and yeah, jumping off of ladders like an idiot. I saw that man at 60 something years old. He jumped out 64. At, he's an idiot. Yeah, that's just uh he's trying to go out like fucking uh Randy the Ram. Yeah, <laughs> trying to go out like Mickey Rourke and the wrestler. As I said, Randy the Ram. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was giving I was giving the reference to the people yeah. that may not know it. Excuse me, Robin. Uh, it's Randy. <laughs> Great movie, by the way. Anybody ever wants to see it? You can see Marissa Tomei's rack for a few minutes too. Uh, uh, that, that part of oh, hey, listen, always a plus. Never, never, never uh, makes a movie before in my eyes. Yeah, but um, let's get into it. 
So my first uh, gripe of the day is obviously the Mets stink. We all we're all aware of this. Nothing's changing. This there's something with the chemistry of this team. They just there's nothing there. I a lot of people want to say it's because Francisco Lindor didn't buy Jeff McNeil a car. <laughs> I mean, oh for fuck's sake, who the hell is Stewart? Yeah, no. He, what would he do? A fly ball down the right field line, a ball missed. I could have caught. It hit his glove in fair territory and went over the fence, uh, over the the fence in, the, in foul territory, to uh, be a double. All right. Well, uh, I guess not a double, a two base error. Yeah. Well, another guy they picked up off the scrap heat. Shouldn't be playing. <laughs> Why is he playing right field? Monte Monte is hurt again. He's not feeling well. What about Look, It'll be part of our, our, our riff, so. Okay. Well, anyway, I, I saw a thing online yesterday where somebody was like, I, I make the joke about the Francisco Lindor thing, but at the same time, Frankie, you're making $340 million over 12 years. Buy the guy a fucking Tesla. I don't give a shit what you buy him. Buy him a fucking car if you said you were going to buy him a car. Just fucking do it so the media's not on your ass. Just do it. You said you were going to be a man of your word. You're not really a good leader if you're, if you, you know whatever you know you idiot anywho fans are like these people i would say are untouchable and these people and everybody else can be traded i was joking about guillaume May a second ago when we were talking there are four guys on the mets current roster that i would not trade everyone else is tradable in my eyes i would keep edwin diaz we have seen how not having a, a lights out closer can cost you multiple games in a season. I would keep Senga. He's the only starting pitcher on this team worth a shit. Um, as he did tonight with uh, six strong innings, nine strikeouts, and got out of a bases loaded jam before his night was done in the sixth inning here. So that's number two. I would keep Alvarez. And I would keep Brandon Nimmo. Outside of that, and yes, this includes Pete Alonzo, all you Fucking weirdos out there. You could trade everyone and it wouldn't fucking matter. People are like, well, what are you going to do? A guy who hits 40, 50 home runs a year is hard to replace. You know what would be even better? A guy who hits 320 with 30 homers and 120 RBIs. That that would be better. Mike Piazza never hit. He had 40 home runs once in his career, never touched 50, but batted 320. 35 to 40 homers and 130 RBIs every year. And he was the centerpiece of the Mets offense in one of their best eras. Mm-hmm. Like what the, no, a guy who bats 320 has more chances of driving in runs in key situations than a guy who bats 216 and just happens to run into one. Like, I don't give a shit. What about the other 68% of the time when he's not doing shit? And flopping around in the infield as, as a poor first baseman. Like, what the fuck? People are obsessed with this guy. Like, he, like he's the second coming to David Wright. I'm, I'm just like, no, he's white. You can understand what he's saying. That's the only reason you people love him. <laughs> fuck. He stinks. Like I said, my, my whole thing with it is, well, well first of all, it was, it was good, the home run derby. They put, you know, his guy went down and they brought out a guy who was trying out for the Mets bullpen. And was throwing fucking sliders low and away. I never seen anything like that. I, I 
I was out watching it with my friend of mine. We were laughing. We could not hit and then he was throwing the ball up and in. I said, I have never seen, but this epitomizes what happened to this team this year. Look, you know what? We're both lifelong Met fans. We said that I, this is just a season that can happen. And that's fine. My problem with the whole thing is you came off 101 wins. Yeah, it started with the Diaz going down. That's fine. You, you, you bought in some arms. The Mets started off playing halfway decent. Yeah. And then it just snowballs one thing into the other, into the other. My problem with this team is, first of all, I, I know they want to, you want to, I, I, I agree with you. You keep in, I mean, look, the catcher, the catcher is going to be a player, Alvarez. He's going to be, Beatty sucks. He just, mm-hmm. he's not ready for the major leagues. They've given him more than enough opportunity now. You, you can look at this. He might be good in a couple of years. But it's like, to me, when you say, hey, you make the decision to go to him. You had Escobar for another year, which was this year. And we all know Escobar had a terrible year last year. And he was hitting shitty this year, too. But he was your only insurance you had, and you got rid of him. And, and I had to bring in two pitchers that'll probably never pitch in the majors. But you, you, you gave this, I mean, Beatty's had a, a long enough leash here, man. He's, you, you have nobody who's going to step in your shoes. You can't do anything. Guy comes up and swings at three pitches regularly and strikes out. It, you don't have an idea at home plate. You just don't. If that's your, if, if your approach is to swing at everything and miss, then you don't have a fucking idea because you're not hitting the ball. You could say, let me look for a pitch in. And swing. And if it's away, you'll miss it. Okay, bad approach. You could say, let me look fastball. Guy throws a hook. You swing and miss it. Okay, bad approach. It's everything is just an awful, awful approach. As far as anybody else, like I said, beat to me, Alonzo's this guy's batting 211. 211. I appreciate the power and the RBIs, but my problem has always been even last year, he knocked in 131 runs. He'll knock in 100 this year. His potential to knock in more runs if he would just make better contact with men on base, not necessarily hitting home runs, is the problem. And, and I'm not even going to talk this year because a lot of times he hasn't had a lot of guys on base lately. In the beginning, of the year, but in the beginning of the year, he did. And, and he, he wasn't doing shit. Yeah, exactly. No, like, that's what I'm saying. He doesn't. It's a pop up to the infield. It's that. And, and, and he's at this point that this guy's in his 60s, eligible for free agency. The over-anxiousness, the swinging. And I'm like, now he swings and pitches that are drivable. And he misses them. He pops them up. So they're, they're, once again, the approach is terrible. I don't know what it comes with, the anxiousness, whatever else it comes with. And Sean, to, to relate your point, you're exactly right. Because just listening to the broadcast before, which uh, AJ Brzezinski's doing, mm-hmm. it's a national broadcast. You have Max Muncy, who's got 21 homers, and he's batting 194. Mm-hmm. And A.J. Bozinski goes, he don't give a shit that he's hitting 194. It's the homers in the RB. But you know what? You get away with that when other guys on the team hit. See, this is the problem with baseball. If you had more Pete Alonzo guys on teams that aren't going anywhere, all of this nonsense of just hitting home runs would stop. When you have Max Muncy saying he don't care. First of all, I think Max Muncy wants to be a better hitter. I don't think he wants to hit 192. Yeah. But if he's got 21 homers, it's because the rest of the game. Look at J.D. Martinez. He's, he's resurrected his year. 23 homers now, 63 runs batted in. He's going to knock An all-star. He was lost at the beginning. New team. 
Bud Kane. Now he's hitting. Uh, and then every, and then, I mean, you could go up and down the lineup of guys who still give you Mookie Betts is an MVP every year. Uh, uh, Freddie Freeman. Just, they would all do that. When Pete Alonso doesn't have that, it's used. And I got to be honest, I don't think Pete tries to hit home runs every time. But you have to have better at bats. As far as everybody else, like Brandon Nimmo is the best signing they've had in years. McNeil went back to his same horse shit and just lofting the ball. He either lofts the ball to left field or the left side or turns over his top hand and hits ground to the first. Guy went away from line driving everywhere. He's not trying to hit homers, which is great. Because a few years ago, he got caught in that shit where he just tried to hit homers. He's not even trying to hit homers, and he still can't make any decent contact. And when he does, it's always an out. So my thing with the Mets is, look, coming down here. He just flew out to right field. Who did? McNeil. He just flew out to right field now? Yeah. Oh, he turned on a ball. Is it, <laughs> is it still 1-1 or is it? Yeah, it's 1-1. My, not, my thing with this Lindor's whole thing Lindor's on is, first. Pete's up. Uh, one out. And obviously he's batting 210. I'm going to call it right now. He is going to ground into a double play. All right. Well, he'll definitely hit the ball hard on the ground. <laughs> That's where he hits it the hardest, on the ground. Two opposite, to either third or short. Um, It's funny to be That fuck. What do he do? Double play? Soft chopper to the pitcher. That was a double play. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's insane. Like I said, it would, if I'm over there dugout right now, the only thing I would say, look, they're grown men, they're playing a the game, they're getting paid handsomely. I, you guys are embarrassing yourself. You're fucking embarrassed. I mean, to walk around, and, and the only comeback that any professional athlete has to that now is, oh, look at the money I make. Look at the money yeah. I make. Doesn't matter. This is why the re- sports people should make thirty grand a year. Every athlete, and then you want to know why? Because they would, you would get the best out of them every fucking year. If they worked for minimum fucking wage and like everybody else, and fucking incentives, you would. That's when sports would, and that's how sports was. That now look, they was Mickey Rivers was making five hundred thousand dollars in the seventies. Still said, how's he going to feed? He's got a family to feed, you know. So this still guys. Well. They were making some decent cash, but I'm saying you get back into the fifties and sports and you see how hungry guys were. And even in the early NBA, now look, the guys were making decent money, but only superstars. So when you had to fill your roster from seven through 12 guys wanted to play because they had to get paid in order to live. So, I mean, sure. It's just a thing. So it's fine. Every man to me, they're all tradable. Who the fuck wants them? <laughs> and, and for the Mets to get rid of them, they would have to eat everybody's contract, which I don't think is the right thing to do either. So you know what? You play out this year. You come back with what you have to go in. Look, if you, forget Otani. He, he, he don't want to come to the East Coast. And here's my thing. He's and not definitely making, not to play for the Mets. And he's not making a team any better anyway because he doesn't make the Angels any better. So if a team's already struggling, doesn't matter. He, You know what Otani be? Otani be great on the Dodgers. He'd be great on Houston. Padres. He'd be, I know the Padres stink. <laughs> they, they fucking blow too. He, he doesn't make them any better. He, uh, he'd be, he'd be good on all front running teams. The Braves. Everybody, the Braves, the Braves would win 125 games a year in the regular season. If they had Otani, that's what I'm saying. No, and, and it's not a knock on Otani. He's just, it just goes to show you that. The Angels have had the two best players, hitter-wise, and I even though he pitches also, the two best players in the lineup for the last six years. And what, it doesn't matter. If you can't pitch, 
and you don't have other hitters around you, which they did. The Angels have had other hitters around them. They just, they're, they're worse. They're like the Mets or the Padres. They don't mm-hmm. execute. And you don't have any any anybody at the end of your bullpen. Forget all guys who throw 60, 600 fucking innings during the year where everybody, oh, this is great, this is great. And then once you get to the playoffs anyway, they're so fucking taxed. And if they got to pitch four days against the team, they get hit anyway. That's why bullpens were all bullshit to begin with. And you're you starting pitching should be what you focus on because even when you get to the playoffs, like you said, you got to, oh, this guy, look, he's been lights out the last month and a half. Okay, have him pitch against the same team in the same high leverage three days in a row. Guess who wins? The fucking hitters all the time. The fucking, they, they don't, unless you're Mario, Mariano Rivera or, and, and a, a few guys underneath that. No. Doesn't matter. If you got to come in multiple innings so you can have the b- biggest, the best bullpen in the world, it's, it, you can, it's cock come playoff time. Doesn't matter. Well, it's the funny thing you mentioned uh, there, Trout and Otani. Uh, I sent you a, a, a graph of some Correct. descript yesterday. Title of it, actually, I'm going to pull it up now so I, I can uh, say it correctly without, you know, whatever. Um, so it's got all 30 MLB teams. Have you been under 500 every season since 2018? Only three teams can say yes to that. The Tigers, who are rebuilding in a perpetual state of rebuilding. The Royals, who, after they won their World Series, they kept the team together in 2016. But after that, they started trading guys, letting guys go, and, you know, back to their rebuild. And the Angels. Underneath it, it goes, do you have Trout and Otani? Did you have Trout and Otani that whole time? The Angels are the only team that can say yes to that. To have had, hey, good. You know what? Well, I get mad at Pete. He just made a nice play on a rope that he dove to catch, and then I, sure, I, I don't so, kill him for his defense. I don't kill him for his defense. So, what well, I'm saying is, he didn't carry it to the field. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. He, but overall, I, I can't complain about his defense. Yeah. He's he's solid enough. To make the plays. Hey, yeah. look, is he, he's not Hernandez or even he's not right-handed. He's not he's not Mark Teixeira. But yeah. he can make he can make the plays that need to be made. Once in a while, he'll surprise you with like what you just said yeah. or what you just saw. So, so I, mean, I won't he, kill him for his like, defense. I'm not, yeah, I won't kill him for his defense either. I'm happy that he didn't carry it. Into the field, exactly. Yeah, so I mean, that that that, that says Just wish you could fucking hit. Yes. <laughs> uh, when there's uh, runners on, that'd be nice. Yeah. Um, but now he's having a conversation with the first base coach. I don't know what the hell, the first base umpire. I don't know what the hell's going on. Baseball's a weird fucking game. Um, anyway, it really just speaks volumes when you have two guys, uh, and, and I can't watch this and talk in a generation that are that good. And their team for the past six years has been that fucking bad. Like it, it's ridiculous. And the Braves have a, I'm going to keep referencing the Braves tonight because it's disgusting at how good they are. 100%. It's disgusting, and not because they don't d- deserve it or whatever the fucking term people want to use is. It's just how they built that team. The fact that both Acuna and Albies took such little money because they just wanted to win, and then on top of that, knowing that eventually they would win, and then you get guys... Then they make these great trades. You get the trade with the A's where you get Matt Olson, who's gonna, who him and Acuna are gonna battle it out for fucking uh, MVP this year. 
Then you make the trade and you get a guy I wanted years ago when the Mets traded Familia to the A's, Sean Murphy, and he's having a great year. And then he, when he has a day off, Travis Darno comes in and produces, which is a kick in our balls. And it's like, what? Like they bring in guys like Jock Peterson for for a, a run. Anybody look at the, the, the Rosario? Eddie Rosario? Rosario yeah, he had a home run tonight. Anybody? It's Sean. There's certain uniforms. Austin Riley, they bring up, and he's a fucking. And, and even even when they had the Vol, the Vol had a couple of big seasons yeah. there. And he was playing center field for them at one point. Yeah. Look, let's put it this way. There's certain uniforms, guys put it on, and it they could play free and easy because you know what? They don't have to be the man. Because one through nine can all play and all hit. And that's that's a listen. Look at Michael Harris. He's the, he's the perfect example. This kid came up last year. From yeah, I forgot a, about him. From double A, had a great season. One rookie of the year. Did everything. Towards the end of last year, he was batting third. Mm-hmm. They bring him in this year. They bat him third a little bit. They do stuff with him. They they get him on. They get him They get him there. And Sean, then he falters. He got hurt a little bit too. Yeah. But then he falters. Then they put him ninth. Where does he break out? He breaks out against the Mets. Then he gets on against the Mets. He breaks out against them. Mm-hmm. Bye, baby. They, they breaks out against them. And then there's no going back. Then the guys, he's back to, he's back there. Because you know what? There's no pressure because if Michael Harris isn't getting a hit, then who after him? Acuna is going to get a hit. Albies is going to get a hit. Riley's going to get a hit. Uh, Olsen. D- D- Olsen. D- no. The, the, the other, list goes on and on and on. <laughs> it just goes, that's what I mean. And and it's it's sick. It really is crazy because you don't have, that's what happened with those Yankee teams in the late 90s and the 2000s. You didn't have to be the guy because somebody else was going to pick you up. So you can play free and easy. If you know I could go over four, batting third with a two with guys on first and second every at bat, I know the guy behind me and the guy behind him are gonna knock him in anyway. We, th- now it just becomes yourself. And you want to get the hits. Yeah, it's just it's it's crazy. The, the, what the Braves did right underneath everybody else is nuts. So to get back to the Mets real quick, uh, there was two seeing eye singles. Once he gets the third. Double play ball hit to Alonzo, and he throws it too high to short. Uh, Lindor catches it, gets the runner out at second, throws it back to first, and the runner beats him. We're challenging it, but the guy's safe. Um, so Muncy scores. But here's the thing that drives me crazy. You make a good throw there, and Lindor doesn't have to jump and then squeeze back to the bag. You, get the, you get the guy. like. And this is just after we're saying his defense doesn't kill him. Yeah. But then you do that. He does that more often. He's never in good throwing position. He's always in line with the runner. I've, I've never, like, just take a step. Exactly. No, but that's what I mean. He's never in line. He's always in line with the runner. He doesn't go either way. Uh, you, you know what? Like I said, the, the question the, right now is if Peralta touched the bag or not. He might have overstepped it. Oh, really? Right, he might have stepped in front of it and then overstepped it. We're, we're going to have to see. Right. I, I think he's safe, but it's close. Uh, like Ish. I said, whatever. Um, um, they just uh listen. The, the the Mets are. It's it's time to look forward to next year. That's it. Hey, listen, play it out. Maybe you play spoiler. I don't know. Maybe you break the balls of some other team down the stretch here. But I the point to just say, look, you got to take these games. One as far as that. Wait, and getting back to the Angels for a second, if we can. Yeah. You know why the Angels? The Angels are like that because of the Met GM Billy Epler. He's fucking <laughs> terrible. He stinks, and he built a shitty team. 
with, with once again, he tried to look, he tried to bring in pool holes. That, that was before him, but I'm saying just keeping him. Josh Hamilton, they tried to pair guys with these on these teams before him. And then he brought in Shohei. So they've tried to get guys to play with Trout. Rendon, Rendon is, that's one of the worst contract signings in history. So they've tried yeah. to bring guys in. But so Billy Epler is just a terrible GM. He is. Yeah. And you see, so next year, I'm sorry, Bucks, Bucks got to go. And, that, and it's not quite, they just need a fresh start. Fresh, start it up, get in another word, get to, and I don't want to blame Buck because it's the same team and I know they all want to play. But you just, how do you lose a fucking team? You know, they, they were on pace for 78 wins, 77. They're going to lose 23, 24 games more, less than they won last year. It's a, it's a fucking hideous turnaround. Oh, and then Adovino gives up another soft single to right field. Did that score another run? No, but it's first and third with two outs. But looking at the uh, the standings, the current standings, yeah. obviously the Braves are in first place. They've already won the division. Uh, they're 61 and 30, nine and a half games up on the Marlins in second place. Um, Phillies are holding strong at third at 49 and 42. And then there's us and the Nationals. In the Central, this is going to be a great race down the stretch. It looks like Cincy and Milwaukee. The only two teams in that division uh, above 500 are both 50 and 42. So, so only uh, one team is going to come out of that, probably. Yeah. Well. Oh no, no, not not necessarily. If they both yeah. play well. Um, in the West, the Dodgers are up a game and a half on Arizona, and two and a half up on San Francisco. Otherwise, you got San Diego and Colorado at four and five. In the American League in the East, you got Tampa in first place, two games up on the. Baltimore Orioles. Exactly. Well, that's the part that bothers me also. Orioles have 55 wins. 56. Yeah. Uh, you, you, just have to, <laughs> you just have to constantly bring up a bunch of shortstops and play them wherever. <laughs> just play them wherever. It doesn't matter. I just, like I said, the, the Mets had the town. So you, you, when a team like Baltimore, they just, like I said, just go out there and play the game. The Mets just had to do that all season. The pressure they put on themselves, the pressure, they, it's its ridiculous. But anyway, go ahead, Shorty. Go get, get through. Um, yeah. Toronto's 52 and 41. The Yankees are in fourth place at 49 and 43. And the Red Sox are in fifth place, 10 games back at 49 and 44 after going eight and two in their last 10. Yeah. Um, the AL Central is dog shit. Garbage. <laughs> the Twins are in first place at 46 and 46. Followed by Cleveland at 45 and 47. And then the only other team in that division that has a shot are the Detroit Tigers at 40 and 50. And then last in, in the West, AL West, you got Texas in first place, two and a half games up on Houston, and seven and a half up on a 500 Seattle, which I'm surprised by. I thought they'd be better. I thought um, they'd be better. I thought Cleveland would be better. So these, right. these, I mean, Cleveland's thinking of trading their pitching. So, I mean... They're, they're obviously giving up. I, I know they're going to try to retool and get players. I get that. But, I mean, you still got a shot. At the, the, you know, so what is it? Do, do you try to – see, this is my thing with that also. A typical thing in Cleveland. So what you're saying is even if we make the playoffs, we're not any good to win. So we might as well get rid of people to see if people in the future will make us any better 
but you don't, and it's not about winning now. If you can hold on, you hold on to you. It's the thing that frustrates me about baseball. Don't make a trade for the sake of making a trade. If you think you're going to make it better, that's fine. But if, you, if you're not 30 games out, to me, it's like giving up on it. You get rid of Bebo or one of those other guys, and you're like, wait, we still have a shot at it. They could win a division, for Christ's sake. Yeah. So it's like, why are we giving up? Oh, well, we got three guys from a system that, you know, like like the Yankees is always hosing people for fucking, you know, oh, guys in the minors are the best. They, the other day. Listen, I don't know if any of those Padres from last year are going to be any good. They traded nine top prospects. But mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. It's like, these guys, that's all they still are. So to me, if Cleveland gives up, then, then, then I mean, you, you give it, what are you saying to your team, your fan base? Adam Ottavino had Jake Marisnik down one, two, and then he hit him right in the forearm. Like I said, he's just, not, nothing went right this year. But then, but Sean, like I said, trade him. this stuff should be, well, they're definitely going to trade Robinson. Somebody will take him. Yeah. That's the only, and what are you going to get from a 38 year old fucking uh, reliever? The 38 year old double A reliever. Yeah. So, I mean, you're not going to, you know, he's had a good season, but what are you going to get? And that's my point to trading any of these guys. You're going to get nothing for any of these guys. So you might as well just keep them and play out the season and don't make any stupid trades. Please don't bring in anybody here who's going to play for half a season. I mean, for two, two, two months of the season. And it doesn't matter like he did with Baez a couple of years ago. Oh, God. Cost us Pete Crow Armstrong. I mean, you don't, you don't need, you don't need that. I just bad trade, bad everything. Um, as far as the wild card teams go, currently, if the season, if today started the playoffs, uh, in the National League, you'd have the surprise Miami Marlins, the surprise Arizona Diamondbacks, and the surprise San Francisco Giants. Mm, so uh, that is the biggest surprise to me. San Fran. Well, just because after winning all the games two years ago, and then they had a, re- I mean, look, they dipped like the Mets did. Yeah. This year, I didn't think they'd come back, but they're playing well. Yeah. And a big fuck you to being, hey, we need, you know, they made the big pitch for Judge. They didn't need him. And they <laughs> tra- and they signed, uh, what's his face? And... But they but they just goes to show sometimes the best signings are the ones you don't make. And they let Rodone go. Yeah. Um, so they, their whole, their off season was good. From shit that they didn't, that they from two plays that they don't have. Yeah, that the Yankees do have. (laughs) Yeah, not have both. And in the American League, Baltimore's first five and a half games up on Toronto and Houston, or six up on Houston uh, for that first spot. So no five and a half. Um, Followed by the Yankees, who are seven and a half back of the Orioles for that first uh, wild card spot. Wait, so who are the three teams in the AL right now? Baltimore, Toronto, Houston. Okay. All right. So Tampa would get the bye. Texas would play Houston. Minnesota would play. Wait. No, the top two teams get buys, right? Top two get buys, yeah. So you'd have Minnesota versus Houston and Baltimore versus Toronto. I would have to get tickets to that because that would be in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. All right. Good to know. Um, <laughs> uh, any news on Arise? How's his batting average been? Nah, he's, he's dipped into the low 380s. Ah, come on. No, no, he went four I, for five today. Did he? In a losing effort against the Orioles. Yeah, four for five. He's up to 386. Okay, all right, hey, good. Okay. So Still we, a shot. Yeah, the, the, I mean, he's going to have to have a lot more of these days. Yeah, but, yeah. But well, it's, it, 
couple of oh, more three it's... for fours, but he's capable. He's capable. He yeah. doesn't have that five hit games. Just as long, two for threes, four for fives, three for fours, four for fours. He can yeah. still he could get there. So that that's exciting. I'm I'm gonna keep. keep I'm still pushing. That. I'd like it if it, listen. Even if he doesn't get the four hundred, if he could hit in the three nineties, that'd be awesome. It's, it's fucking remarkable. Um, and what a great um, trade by the fucking Marlins. What, what, who's their uh, GM? It's that woman, right? Kim Ng? Well, however, NG, however, Ng. Yeah. Uh, Tommy Pham is up, the best hitter on the Mets. Actually, um, they get, once again, he's your best hitter. You could trade him. You, you get a fucking, you know, a, a 38th round selection for him. <laughs> well, because that's all he's going to be is a. Hey, you know what's sick, though? He probably don't even want to leave. <laughs> probably <laughs> so not. Well, because, I mean, somebody's going to want to sign him next year. So if he, he goes somewhere and fault is down the stretch, that doesn't – he stays hot on a shitty team, ends with a nice year, somebody will sign him as their maybe a third outfielder next year. Can't, can't hurt to try. Yeah, so, I mean, he probably don't even want to go anywhere. And sure, here's, here's the biggest – here's another story, too. Let's – we could talk about it for a second. So after the All-Star break, so the Yankees fired their hitting coach. Mm-hmm. And they bring in Sean Casey. Now he, he is the mayor. What's that? The mayor, Sean Casey. The mayor. No, they brought in the mayor. Very excited. He's extremely excited to get to work. Now the Yankees are, are piss poor hitters, mm-hmm. which also believe. Now look, not only do they have nobody playing for half their starters were out. They they've lost some pitching. They do that to be six games over. To me, speaks volumes of how bad the American League and. And the teams that they beat in the National League are. I just, I don't get, this team should be buried. They shouldn't even be as close as they are. But whatever, I'll tell you. And that's not being a Yankee hater. It's just, did you see the Billy McKinney's fucking, the, 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 the shit they would trot now is terrible. And it shows, the reflection is, their batting average is terrible. But they do they do get good pitching, enough pitching to, to make them survive and timely hitting. So fine for the Yankees. Here's my problem with this whole thing. So the guy who was their hitting coach was the whole minor league hitting coach. He was in charge of it all. When he came in in 2018, I heard this on an interview. They, they interviewed a, a young player who used to be in the Yankees organization. So he came in. The Yankees used to have 40, not one, not two, not 40 ex-major leaguers were coaches throughout the whole organization. Okay. This guy came in, got rid of all of them. They had five. Five in the organization now. What they bought in from this guy's word is analytic guy from NASA, not NASA Community College, NASA the space program. That's what the fuck they bought in. This is direction baseball was going, okay? So they bought those guys in. Sean, one of their things was we don't hit off tees anymore. <laughs> we don't hit off tees. It's not, but this is this is my problem with this whole analytical bullshit but now here's my now here's he my he will never lie to you yes well it's it's the, the the most ridiculous thing about it is if anybody knows the concept of the tea is placing the ball and working on your swing going when you have nobody fucking around yeah you know what i mean because even a pitching machine you gotta fucking somebody's gotta work it so you can do it by yourself set up your swing do what you gotta do to say it doesn't work or it doesn't matter this is part of the problem with analytical assholes my problem with this whole thing is, 
So now they've gotten rid of that. I don't know who they're going to promote in, you know, if it's going to be ex-players, whatever. I don't know if the Yankees go away from some analytical stuff now because Sean K, I, what I also hate is all of these ex-ball players, every time they have to say this, Buck Showalter had to say it as a manager, all these guys in the fucking thing. Listen, I'm not saying all analytics are bad. Some of it, Stop saying that because the analytics, and Sean Casey did say this, in his message, in his in his uh, press conference, there has always been analytics, and we talk about this at nausea, scouting reports, mm-hmm. hit charts, spray charts. They've been around since the inception of the fucking game. To say that they're analytical, hey, this guy hits a ball over here, fifty-two percent. It's been around forever, ever. Kirk Gibson, in the game, he hit the home run off of Dennis Eckersley, took a timeout, but the three-two pitch. He took a timeout and stepped out of the box. Do you know why he did that? Because he remembered reading. When Eckersley is in a 3-2 count, he Fighter. throws a backdoor slider and to try to get the guy out to left-handed batters. <laughs> Gibson purposely stepped out and remembered it. And sure as shit, <laughs> Eckersley threw that pitch, hit a homer, hobbled around the bases, and did it. Is that analytics, folks? No. It's called a fucking scouting report a chart, anything else. So there's always been analytics in baseball. My problem is with this whole thing is, say Sean Casey turns the Yankees around. They get, like I said, Judge comes back, who's not going to be, but Rizzo, like I said, Rizzo hadn't homered in 37 games. He starts hitting the ball out of the park. These guys were all batting 220 or even whatever, Josh Donaldson, all of a sudden now he gets his batting average up to 250. Yeah. They're going to say, hey, we went away from analytics. That's what it'll, that's what the assumption will be, right? The mm-hmm. assumption will be they went. So now, what's every? Hey, if the Yankees did it, we could all get away from that. You should all be fucking away from it anyway. It's they don't do anything for people to keep saying that they do. Show me a team that's one that's on it. Stop saying the Astros win because they're analytical. No, they fucking hit the fucking ball. They hit home runs when they need to. Alvarez hit a fucking three-run homer last year in a game. Was it because of analytics off a left-handed pitcher? No, it's because he's good. And he fucking did it. That's why. Stop with your horse shit. So my point, once again, so if the Yankees get that, I'm going to be pissed off. Because then they're going to be the ones, the trendsetters. Oh, we, we don't have to rely heavily on analytics. You know who would have been the trendsetters? trendsetters? Who's that? Us, if you guys would share the podcast. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So here's what just happened. Yeah, Tommy sure Pham started 0-2, worked a walk. Mm-hmm. Nice. My favorite. Why are you sweating? It's hot. Well, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm angry. <laughs> Eight, where's the AC in your house? No, we don't. It, it, the fucking house is a hundred years old. There ain't a fucking uh, central air in here. <laughs> That's fair. Um, yeah. Uh, so he does that. Alvarez hits a ball in the gap. Their left fielder just happens. It, it's a, it's a hit. It's a hit. But he just happens to reach out and stop it from getting to the wall. Okay. So Fam's on third. Alvarez on first. Mark Hanna comes in to pinch hit for I don't fucking know who. <laughs> first pitch pops up to the fucking first baseman. Of course. Any other outcome in that situation is a run. Scores a run. Yeah, that's anything. A double play scores a fucking run. Yeah, it's... This cock pops one up. 
And then this oh, he... fuck, this redheaded, strikes out on three pitches again. Who? Fuck. Who? Who do you Wait, Redheaded? Yeah. Oh, Beatty? Yes. Oh, he's got red hair? Yeah. This so, wait, they had first and third, cop. nobody out. They had first and third, nobody out. Pop up to first and then a strikeout. They had first and third, nobody out. Four pitches later, two strikes, first and third, and Guillaume's up. Yeah. Against the lefty. And is, is it the eighth inning? Yep. Yeah. Well, it's showing. And he looks at a pitch down the dick. Oh, my God. For strike three? No, for strike one. Huh. But, Sean, so this is the – take away everything else. This is the exact reason that Dean loses. What do you do? Guillaume, what do you do? I'll give you two guesses. Struck out, yeah. Yes. Waved, waved at it also, right? Waved. Yeah, fastball at his – at the bottom of his beard. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's – it's Sean. That's what, so, listen, this is the – the Medstone sting for any other reason – than what just happened in that inning, right? You could have had a first pitch pop-up. I don't I don't understand. You're supposed to zone a fucking pitch. The, it's all on you. Say, if the ball is here, I'm swinging. And to pop the fucking ball up, either it wasn't where you wanted it to be, so you shouldn't have fucking swung. I, like or I said, you just swung just to swung. And this is it, look. And I like this too. I like, oh, are you, are you a major leaguer? Are you that? Take all that shit and blow yourself also, okay? Because that's not, not anybody who's played the game. I'm just saying, yes, they play it at a high level. Good for them. They should be better than the people who talk about them. That's the fucking problem. You know what? Give me a fucking chance. Let me see if I can drop in a run with first and third before you, every, everybody attacks. Well, you don't play Major League Baseball. You don't play. The game is the game from Little League to fucking Major Leagues. They happen to be in a position where they can make a difference and do something for the money they're earning. Do something. They're lucky I'm not in a dugout. I'd punch them all in the fucking face. Every one of them. I'd walk up and down and fucking just smash their faces repeatedly. It's nuts. It's it's infuriating. And like I said, I have calmed down as a fan. I do not. I, I get on here and I talk about it. It's not the fandom that comes out. Because, look, like I said, it doesn't matter. If this team wins a championship. What does it do to me? My life doesn't change. You know, I don't care. What's the difference? Yeah. Anyway? I'll, you'll, you'll have 45,000 Yankee fans. Well, we got 27. So 27 rings. It's only three for you guys. So it, it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. Well, it, Yankees fans is, don't like to hear this. You ready? They've yeah. only won six since there's been 30 teams in the league. <laughs> they won a I whole like bunch that. of them when there were like eight. I like that. I like that, Sean. But like I said, just have some fucking everybody else who comes to watch or most people who come to pay and watch your games. They have some pride in what they do. Mm-hmm. You know, the, you know, unless they're, you know, even even look, Cohen's a bazillionaire. I'm sure he has pride in getting there. I'm sure he has pride in making the money that he did, whether he got, had to pay fines or not. Have some fucking pride in what you do. This is your life. It's on TV for everybody to see. You're a professional player. The Mets are going nowhere. Wouldn't you rather them go nowhere and you come through with it? Now, look, I know Tanner tripled the other night in fucking in Arizona before the break. But wouldn't you? This isn't that bad. Knock the fucking ball anywhere to run scores. You hit it. You didn't strike out. 
So why is your approach so bad that you're popping up? And the guy, let me tell you something. Baby would be down tomorrow. He'd be down. I let, let you and me play there every day. He sucks too, but who cares? <laughs> I would send him down and I would call Mauricio up. Well, and then sure. And that's another thing too. We got rid of the kid. Viento. Okay, that's fine. Because you weren't playing him. And then when you did play him, like you said, he was overmatched. What, so this kid, Mauricio, we're not giving him a shot at all. We're going to keep saying he's not ready. Who's he not ready then? He's not, yeah. he's, not, he's not as ready as Beatty is. Beatty's terrible. It's fucking terrible. And the shit part about it is you can't trade Beatty for a bag of balls right he's now. He's not ready. Well, I wouldn't even, exactly. I, but I, once again, I wouldn't trade. He might get better. He, but he's had a good enough look here. Like I said, throw every brave out there who you call up from double A and they knock the ball all over the fucking field. The stadium's everywhere. They hit fucking 300. They hit, this guy's hitting two fucking whatever. He's still got the same five homers and 24 robbery eyes. He's had since May the 3rd. Well, since May 20th. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I fucking hate Brett Beatty. Um, <laughs> I don't want to get, I don't want to get that deep in it. But I'm just Him and saying, his stupid mom screaming, welcome to the show when he had his first home run in Atlanta. These are the guys. These are the fucking people. This is your future. You're not showing that the future is bright. <laughs> you have to make some fucking contact. Three times tonight, he swung at three pitches and struck out. What are you doing? Uh, like you said, but this is the problem with it, Sean, because that's what baseball let they become. So you know what? That's what I'd say. Tonight, if I was Buck Walter, I would run up to the fucking bot, but wherever all these fuckers who couldn't play the game and come up with analytics and strike it out, it doesn't matter. What does it matter? Because you still can't. I would run in there and I would fucking choke them all or I'd douse them in gasoline and fucking burn them because I'd say that's why you don't fucking strike out all the time. It's sickening. Sickening. I don't listen. I I take that. I don't mean the gasoline and lighting anybody up. I don't. I wouldn't do that. But I would. I can I tell you if I'm Cone tomorrow, I, I or Buck Showalter tomorrow. I go, Mister Cone, do me a favor. Get all of these fucking nerdish dweebish cunts around a table and sit them there. And I want to show them. Okay, guys, here we go. Ready? First and third. Nobody out. Blah, 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 blah. Two out. Blah, 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 blah. Strikeout. Okay. Well, it doesn't matter if he strikes out. Hold on. Hold on. Here it is. No, it does matter because I guarantee you right now, you could show about 60 to 70 to maybe a hundred runs that would have fucking scored had somebody made some fucking contact. Yep. But did you basically, they'll never do that. And it's going to take one guy on one team to say it, show, run it all back to me. Put it in the computer. Show me every at-bat. I would make them sit and watch every at-bat of the fucking whole season. And I'd tell these guys, show me. And once it started going your way, I'd be like, you know what? You're fucking fired. Get out of here. Give them a kick in their head wearing a fucking bow tie. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Think they're Frank Cashin. <laughs> well, the funny thing was, when you look back at that team, Davey was the analytics guy. Well, he, but he, but it was matchups. He used yeah, he, he used, but it was, used, it was scouting. It was scouting. Look, he used computers for magic. But Sean, you got to look at it this way. Think about it. It wasn't analytical. They picked up Bob Ojeda from Boston, who was a nice pitcher in Boston. Well, I think he was twelve and twelve when they traded from. Guy went eighteen and five. Yeah, yeah that's great. just an. It's a scouting report saying, listen, his stuff will transcend over here. 
their biggest trade that offseason was for Tim fucking Tuffle to be the right-handed bat of Wally Backman. Hey, it worked. But you know what else worked? Guys, Backman had a career year. Guys hit. There was never any bullshit. They went on a run, and they kept it going. The momentum kept going. So you know what? Davey did do matchups. Look, he, he matched up great in that Cincinnati game. Yeah. The fucking back of McDowell and the Roscoe. Is that analytics or is that just saying, hey, this is what we're forced to do? As, as I recall, he said he thought it'd be interesting to try. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but 100%. And Jesse Roscoe had his one put out. He did. By ball to right. So I do want to tell our, our listeners, I myself, as you well know, have a degree in sports analytics, a master's degree in sports analytics. I said to my wife, Shade, as the paper that it's printed on. I no, no, I'm not, Sean, I'm not saying for you that they, I'll let you say what you're going to say, but I'm saying that they give a guy, that's what he got his fucking master's in, and he can't do anything with it. It's ridiculous. Go ahead, buddy. Proceed. No, it's true. I can't get into sports to save my life. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it was literally to get a job in sports tomorrow, or I get murdered, it was nice living. Um <laughs> I mean, for fuck's sake, I, I called the Steven Matz contract when he went to St. Louis. Called it. The exact numbers. And the Orioles never called me back. Um, so, but I have this degree. I said to Sade last night, and I was just thinking about sports in general. I was thinking about Steph Curry and the threes and how I, and what, don't get me wrong. Steph Curry is a fantastic basketball player. He's not just a three-point shooter. However, people have focused on that and been like, oh, Golden State has a bunch of three-point shooters. So now everybody has to have a bunch of three-point shooters. And we talked about this in the playoffs with the Knicks. They were kicking ass, playing in the, in the post against Miami. Then they went away from it, started shooting threes, and they lost game one. And then they lost, other game, and they lost the series. Miami went to the finals. So, I mean, right? They went to the finals? Yeah. So, God bless. They, they had a good team and a good run. So, they probably would have beat us anyway. But, like, if you just kept doing what you were doing, you give yourself a better chance to win. That's analytical in nature too, but nobody wants to hear that because it's not, well, you know, if you, sh- you have more chance for points, it- shut up. They've ruined that. They've ruined baseball with, like there's certain things I can get on board with. I can get on board with focusing on on-base percentage or on-base plus slugging or or even war, even though it makes no fucking sense to me whatsoever because how can how do you know? Stupidest How do you know that he's going to help you win nine more games than a guy in the minor leagues? Sure, I guarantee you the center fielder in fucking LA before Mike Trout got called up had a war of something. Exactly. No, but that's that's what I'm saying. And his replacement ended up being the best fucking player of a generation. Well, who was even, who was the, the, the center fielder for the Braves for, in, in, in Ciarte? And I know yeah. he he was whatever, but whatever his war was, you say, well, you can't bring up, you know, uh, what the Michael fuck Harris. Name? You can't bring him up because look how better his war is than was. And then Michael Harris came up from Double A, and I'm not saying I'm just saying something. You have no idea, Sean. You're right. It's the worst stat in the world, or, or worst uh, metric to grade a player. It's fucking nonsense. It, it, it doesn't. It, it's garbage. I mean, football and their QBR or, or the other fucking QB system a system they have again i don't understand if if i don't understand the statistics you're using to put into it to get these results yeah it's not a real fucking thing like like passing yards i think should be split up 
How far did you pass the ball when the guy caught it? Yeah. And, and then, then the yards after. Yards after, don't go to the quarterback. Yeah. I also think that if a guy tips a ball, like a guy has a ball in his hands and slips through, and then the guy picks it off, that's not on the quarterback. Shouldn't be, but he gets fucked on that. Yeah. Like, it, <laughs> I'm just, I'm tired of the sports no longer being the sports. I, Golf has like five stats that they use, you know, like, uh, uh, I can't even think of them. That's how rarely they're fucked. They're spoken of a lot, but I, yeah. but like, you look at things like, well, spin, uh, you know, swing speed and then distance drives and green, 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 fairways and regulation. Yeah. And guess what all that means? If you do this stuff, well, you fucking do well, you win money. Like it's really not hard, but everybody just wants to turn these sports into fucking like, I'm still mad. Like I hated the shift, but I always hated the shift because nobody was willing to fucking learn how to hit the ball the other way. You could beat it. And it's like, it was the most beatable thing in the world. If you just focused on hitting the ball the other way, uh, any lefty who was batting 230 should be ashamed of themselves because they could have batted 300 for all those years. If they just would lay down a bunt down the third baseline or just waited a second extra and swung and hit the ball to the left side. Like, the third baseman couldn't cover the entire 90 feet. Fucking physically impossible. Like, sure. And as they say, they always, uh, well, that's not what you do. And, and, and they, that was their thing, too. That's harder to do than, not, than harder to do than what? Talk to Tony Gwynn. Just hit a ball over. Yeah, but just that's, dig him up from the grave and talk. Hell, or just go into the SNY booth and talk to fucking Keith Hernandez. If they're giving you, what have they in any sport, in any sport, you're always taught, give what the defense, take what the defense gives you. You taught that in football, right? Or at least it used to be. If they're going to play back in a prevent, take the shit underneath. Basketball changed the whole game because guys stopped guarding people at the top of the key and, and 25 feet out. That's why Steph Curry turned into the player that he did. Fuck it, if nobody's going to come out here, I'm going to practice 30 footers. Because who's going to come and go? So in essence, three-point shooting is just because people stopped playing defense. Gave them what they did. If you got in their faces, it would have to be different. But baseball was the same thing. Take with the defense. If the defense... Can, can I ask a question? In baseball, too. If they came up, and if they would have thrown one of the out, the right fielder on the right field line, the center fielder in right center, and the left fielder in center field, you wouldn't have taught guys to hit the other fucking way. You know what I'm saying? Like, but and basically they could have done that because it wouldn't have mattered. I, in fact, I, I would have dared people that. You have to change in order to, games are evolving. I hated the shift because like I said, I, you know what Pete Alonso doesn't have a lot this year? Ground balls through the right side that a base hits. And that's why he was hitting 260 because they would have been ground balls to the second baseman now, which they would have been the last fucking six years that he had. That's what Pete Alonso, that's why he's batting 211 now. Because those ground balls to second that he hits occasionally, which were all base hits the last six years of his career, yeah. are a dick now. They're all outs. So to sit here and say that the shift, the shift did as much damage that it did good. And everybody's got to get off that. But this year, hey, oh, it's amazing. Shortstops and fucking second base again. And not only that, McNeil tonight 
hit a bullet to where the sh- and the shortstop played him up the middle, which they did for years going into pre-shift. And the guy turned to double play. My point being is, so you don't need to shift to fucking still play defense against the fucking team. It's it, it was it was something that just took a life of its own because people Sean, it's it, look because it's, it's it works in Tampa. Uh, but it's the same thing. But uh, here's my thing too. Everything works in Tampa. Oh, look at the team. Look what they're doing. The fucking two games in front of first. The fucking Orioles are gonna catch them. They might pass them. So th- you can take all your fucking Man, that'd Tampa be so shit. Cool. What's that? That'd be so cool. But Sean, it's a real possibility. This team was 15, 20 games up on everybody. And everybody, oh, they do it every year. Oh, they're the benchmark of this. Oh, 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 oh. Well, then you know what? Then Baltimore's just as good as them. And you people haven't realized it because they're right on their doorstep. The fucking doorstep. So they got to stop with this bullshit. When it, Sean, there's no critical thinking in sports. There's no critical thinking in politics. There's no critical thinking in schools. There's no, nobody thinks of, and it's not opposition. When you're told something and they say it's gospel and you go, uh, you know what? It's not that fucking cut and dry. They don't want to hear it. And it goes across the boards for all those. And like I said, everybody was sucking Tampa's dick the, the whole beginning of the, for the first three months. All of, Look at how do they do it? They're the benchmark. They're the bench. But what I'm saying is, so the benchmark, the benchmark. So let me ask you a question. So what was Tampa Bay with all their analytics and all their guys who make fucking five dollars an hour and all that shit. What are they from July through September when they got a good chance of being overtaken by the Orioles? What are they then? So don't give me the horseshit. It's the same thing. Baseball's a long season. Stop with your analytics. There's going to be ebbs. There's going to be flows. There's going to be backs. There's going to be fourths. Stop sucking dick of the of nonsense. They have to knock it off. At the beginning of the year, you had 29 organizations believing, man, look at the Rays. If we could only do that, if we could only do that, if we could only do that, if we could only, do what? Get a big lead and then blow it? I mean, what the fuck? The Mets did it last year. I was the same thing. I was the same thing. But the Mets did it to the same thing. A team that played phenomenal baseball, the Braves, from May 1st. They won 90 games from May 1st on, the fucking Atlanta Braves. Guess what? The, the, the fucking, the, the, the Baltimore Orioles have probably played amazing baseball since a certain game number this year that has enabled them to catch 18. And, and, and if anything, they, Tampa fucking had a worse, like the Mets never went fucking uh, nine and 17 last year in any stretch. That's how good the Braves were. That's why when everybody's like, oh, the Mets blew that division, the Mets, blew, they did not. They didn't blow it. Like I said, the team played 700 baseball for five months. And you can see into this year, they're going to win 110 games this year. So stop. Everybody get off the fucking Tampa Bay bullshit. Stop the nonsense and just start thinking all across sports, whatever somebody says to you, this is the, 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 that doesn't come down to a player to come down to a player's natural ability, his attributes. Anybody who says, this is how an organization does it now. This is it. There should be somebody in the other room going, well, you know, this could be beat if just this happens. Or what if we try this? Or, you know what? They're just saying that. Let's play the game this way, boys. Because sooner or later, that bullshit is going to come back to bite them and not work. 
All right. I mean, yeah, how many, I mean, imagine you had a whole season of openers. Hey, let's have it. Oh, it's great. Draw the opener. Th three games a week. Openers, 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 openers. It's nonsense. And I'm not saying they, they still have a decent, most of their pitchers are back now and, and pitching, but that whole thing, look, they go out and they throw openers all. Look at that. A guy pitches two innings and then they put it else after him. Yeah. And you blow out your fucking bullpen and it's just nonsense. Stop your shit. Last thing we say about the Mets before we switch topics. They're now down five to one. Oh, all right, there you go. Who gave, who gave it up? Hogwarts. What's his name? Hartwig. Oh, but only one earned run, so there must have been an error. Sweet. Um, but yeah, so they're down five to one. They have three shower after this episode. They have three, after this episode. They have three hits mm -hmm. to go along with the one they had last night. Through 17 innings, they've gotten four hits off the Dodgers. Brandon Nimmo has half of those. Yeah. Um, between a double and a home run. His fucking ops must be through the roof. Um, and then yeah, yeah, they're bad. So I'm I'm I, training camp starts very soon. And this yeah, week, does. we also and Sean, have and I hate, and you know what? I hate that. That it drives me crazy that we already have to fucking pack it in, man. I just for a team that's just as good as any look, they're just as good. I'm saying, yeah. even going back to last year, these players are good enough. I'm not forget Beatty. I wish Escobar would have still been in, even though we had a shit year. But the Mets lineup at the beginning of the season is their lineup from last season, and they were just as good to compete in terms of being right in the mix right now, and they're not. And that's the problem. That's what annoys me more than anything. You're not going to tell me the Baltimore Orioles lineup is much better than the Mets. You're not going to tell me the Minnesota we'll Twins. find out in and three I, weeks. I understand they say the Minnesota Twins. You're not going to tell me that Yankee makeshift lineup, even though they split those two games, the Mets should have won both when they were here, when they were here, when they came to New York, whenever in May. The Mets should have won both of those games. So you're not going to tell me the Yankee lineup is better than the fucking Met lineup. You're not going to tell me... Uh, uh, what the fuck's that? The Marlins. You're not going to sit there and tell me the Marlins lineup's better than the Mets lineup. It's not true. The Mets have underperformed, and that's what they look. The same thing has happened in San Diego. You know, it's, it, the only thing giving him any glimmer of hope right now is Machado's just on fucking fire. So you got a guy who's carrying a team to hopefully some wins. But you know what? They're not guaranteed. Look, they, they're already looking to trade Soto. They, they, they gave up the whole farm system for this guy last year. And now they're ready to get rid of him again. But if I'm a team, I'm like, I'm not giving you what I'm not replenishing your farm system because you fucking sit on him then. You keep him. See, mm -hmm. see, see where it goes. So my point being is the Mets could do this. They just can, you know, or they could have done it. I mean, so but they're gone. And that's the part that really hurts. They didn't have a ton of injuries. They didn't have that. It's just the, the pay. Sean, here's another point also when we were talking about the stats. And, and I'll leave I'll leave the analytics and all this stuff alone. Does anybody think for one fucking second? Or and, and you know what? I gotta take it back because it is a new error of people. That a guy's in a batter's box, he's got a one-two count on him. And he says to himself, he's looking at that picture and he goes, and this guy's got a 23-20 rotation on his spin rate. <laughs> I better fuck. I mean, seriously, like, does anybody give a fuck? Did he, you think, or did they just say, hey, he's got a good guy from the dugout? Watch the deuce. Watch it. That's all you need. That guy from the dugout. Watch the deuce. Watch his deuce. It's a good one. 
<laughs> That's it. Nobody gives a fuck. It's 2,300 RPMs. It's all bullshit. Doesn't matter. That was Trevor Bauer horse shit that him and his old man were doing because the guy had no friends. No, he didn't have one fucking friend. So he worked out with his old man and they watched video fucking games. Uh, they, hey, but Trevor, you're spinning this way. Didn't matter. If he, Trevor Bauer, never had that shit, he would still, repetition, throwing, your breaking ball is going to break. If anything, it's a detriment in your head because you know if you're not getting over on a fucking curveball without a fucking machine because you can see it, you can feel it, you got touch, you have this, you see where it's ending up. You don't have to, you don't need the difference between 2300 and 2100 RPMs per, per molecule. Fucking, it's nonsense. It's fucking ridiculous. And would that get him anyway? A couple of sexual battery assaults and fucking playing in Japan. Where they hate him there. I hear his teammates hate him in Japan. He showed him up. And he's getting murdered out there too. Yeah, well, he's getting hit short the other night, I believe. What'd he do? A guy made an error or they made a bad play. So he got pissed. He came back. He struck. The last guy hit a ground ball back to him. He ran the ball to first base. Of course, he didn't trust throwing the ball to the first baseman. Showed up the whole team. Then went the dugout. Nah. <laughs> Fucking nonsense, man. So this week, uh, football season uh, is just around the corner. Yeah, um, start football. They announced the Jets will be on hard knocks. Yeah. Not excited about that. As most Jets fans aren't. And neither the play. Well, the coaches aren't. Salah doesn't want it. Mm. I th- you um, know what? My whole feeling about that thing is, like I said, to me, I know I know it gets good ratings. You know, people watch it, even the teams they don't cover. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's more about guys that are trying to make a team. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's that stuff, and I get it. So they really don't focus on your key players. But it is a distraction of some sort. You know, just knowing that, you know, everything you say is possibly being better. And look, they're going to edit some shit. Yeah. But it's all being like, whereas Rex Ryan was camera whorish and wanted to happen. Yeah. Salah just wants to look, let me, this is the first, you'll give, listen, you given this team a huge chance this year by the Aaron Rodgers trade. Yeah. This guy wants to have as clean a camp as he can. Wants everybody on the same fucking page focused. Wants to be on. So my thing is when they come in and be like, Hey, listen, you want to focus on the high Fucking draft picks, walk-ons, not walk-ons, but, uh, you know, Andre, yeah. <laughs> you want to focus on that, that fucking Italian guy from Philadelphia? No, you want to you you focus on Mark Wahlberg? No, you want to focus on undrafted guys? Listen, that's fine. And that's what they usually do. Yeah. But you know what? We're running, so you, you're going to play some replays during the preseason games. That's okay. But guys, we have a job to do here. Hmm. And I don't need any... And they win those one or two years. That's it with Rogers. Mm-hmm. One if it goes good. To I mean, one if it goes bad. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say solid to not expectation wise. And look, expect it doesn't mean they have to be. But short if they have nine and seven. Uh, excuse me, nine and seven now. Nine and eight. Nine and eight. <laughs> eight and nine. I forgot how many games they were again. Maths is hard. <laughs> eight, and, eight and eight and nine. You know, then that's that's where it is, and he's probably not coming back. Yeah. But you get two years out of him, they could still make some move next year. They have a good year this year. They fall a little short, maybe win a playoff game, maybe win two playoff games, host a playoff game. So these are your two years. You don't need any other bullshit. So to me, honestly, that's why 
I would be upset. And I understand as the fan, you're upset. But just say, look, focus on those guys. Keep it there. Well, my question too is like the Jets did this like 13 years ago. Yeah, they've all. I think I think they've made the run for a bunch of this. A bunch. Have of the Giants ever done it? Done it twice. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I agree. Okay. Like what the fuck? Like how is that? There's even, been a few like, teams that have done it twice. I don't think the Giants. Shit. Well, the Giants never done it. Wait, they didn't do it with Coughlin. I'm almost positive. Wow. So like why the giant? Like why 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 did the Jets have to do it? Like I don't understand why that was like the NFL's like, no, you have to. Like, no, what the fuck? You have other teams. The we have the Patriots ever fucking done it? Like Yeah, I don't know if Bill Belichick wanted it either. Exactly. I don't see my my thing was you should have went to the Packers, starting with a new quarterback, trying to build a new thing. That you know who would have done it and would have loved it? The fucking Lions. Yeah. I don't know if they were on it just more recent or not. I don't know, but that would have been... Dan Campbell, and Sean, not to mention the fact that they do it in-season now also. So they're going to, right? I don't know if they're doing that again. They did that last year with the Cardinals. Yeah, I didn't watch any of that. I've I've only ever watched one season of Hard Knocks, ever. And it was the year the Jets were on it. I'm telling you right now, I'm probably not going to watch this year. I don't care. Just get to the season and play fucking football. I saw... uh, The the only ones that I watched, the Dolphin one, I think... uh, Tannenbaum was the GM when that happened. <laughs> um, for the Dolphins. I want you, Sean, you know what it is? I do. Here's the only reason I watch it. And I only watch it in the first. I enjoy the people trying to make the team. Yeah. Because you know what? You do get the elation when a guy makes it who doesn't think he's going to make it. But you also see that, once again, people who've given up a lot, they're like, this is my last chance or I want to do it. And they get cut. You feel fucking bad for them. There's a human aspect to the whole thing, as yeah. much as it's a business. Well, so that, was- that I like. But, but one... I, don't, oh, go ahead. I don't have to, you don't have to tail around Aaron Rodgers. And even though he's only been in the league one year, I don't need to see Source Gardner. You know what I mean? Like, I you don't need to see that kind of shit. You know, follow the, follow the other guys. So, yeah, Bailey needs to go down. <laughs> Bailey has to go. So you're so pissed you're looking up stuff while we're talking football? No, I was just on Twitter just for a second, and I see a play that happened in the ninth inning where he oh. completely misread a pop-up, and it just landed in fair territory, bounced, hit him in the face, and rolled to second base. Like, yeah, he's for fucks, he's, 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 he's got to fucking go. Sorry, I, I know we're talking football. That's my bad. No, I just, no, no, I just saw that, and I just... But you know what? That's part of the thing we're saying. You're gone. You're gone. You're gone. You know what? Go down there anyway. Fuck it. But yeah, so uh, I am excited for the season. I am excited for the Jets. They're still talking about them possibly getting Dalvin Cook. I don't know if they need him or not, yeah. but it'd be it'd be a good ad because I don't think Hall's going to be ready, like a hundred percent ready for the start of the season. Um, but I think it'll be a fun season I, I, for the for the Jets fan and me. I think the Giants are in an interesting spot with Saquon. Yeah, you know what, and, and like you said, I. I... It's it's just such a. I, I mean, like you said, I I don't want to. The, the kid has been good in terms of being. Look, he wanted it. You know, he's he's a team player. They all love him. He's done the right thing. He got hurt, came back from it. You know, had a season injury, uh, season ending injury. I, you know, it's almost like. 
he's around at the wrong time for the running backs in terms of getting paid good money. As much as quarterbacks are in the best time in their lives, and and you could say even with his Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones deserves none of that fucking money he's getting. (laughs) Doesn't that much money doesn't mean he can't be good or can't do anything. But 15, 20 years ago, Daniel Jones might not even have a job after a couple of years as a starter in the NFL. Yeah. So to say now that he's worth almost $40 million a year is ridiculous, but that's what they do. And we've talked about this also at Nausea. Kirk Cousins, he, he gets one more contract. It'll be, be the fourth time that he's the highest paid or the third time. So he's around in the wrong time for running backs. That being said, if you can get one more year, whatever. I, I, but I don't know what it's going to take from the Giants because they obviously don't want to pay a lot more than they're already. What is the tag? Is 13? Yeah, and 12? he asked for 16. So it's like, just meet him in the middle. No, no. So he asked for six. But that's what I'm saying. I think, what is it, 12 and a half the tag? And he wants I think it was, No, I think it was 13. I think it's 13 and 16. So 13, he like, wants 16. I mean, if you say one, listen, do the 13, five. Let's. We'll give you another hundred crap. I, but just the point, but it'll be now you'll have this. They're going to give you more guaranteed money. Yeah. So you'll have your guaranteed money. They'll give it to you for four years. I mean, what is he now? He's he's almost 30. Got to be about 28, I would say. I think he's 29, whatever. And sure, and like I said, listen, and, and now Saquon, even, <laughs> what is he? 26. He was 20 when he came out of Penn State. I guess so. So he is only 26. All right. But Shawnee, even even so, so let's go through Saquon's year here. His okay. best year, obviously, was his rookie year. Mm-hmm. 261 attempts, 1,300 yards, average five yards of carry, 11 TDs. Now, here's where he made it, where he's worked all his shit. 91 receptions for 721 yards, but only four touchdowns, but that's a back. A complete back. Yeah. 2019, 217, 1,000 yards, 4.6, 6 TDs, receptions down to 52, 438.2. Now, that's part of that, which works part and parcel, is bad offensive line, mm-hmm. quarterback. But you would also think being a, a running back, that's where your quarterback's going to go when he's getting people coming at him. Yeah. So just not a good look. Okay, 2000. 20, you got to throw away. He only had 19 rushes. He, he caught six passes. Is that the year he tore the ACL early? Yes. He played two games. Okay. 21, he comes back. He's not so 162 rushes, 593 yards, only three under under three eight. Two DDs, and he caught 41 passes, 263 yards, a couple of touchdowns. But now here's the thing. So he comes back next year. So now full. He gives. So he the most attempts he's ever had, 295. So workhorse. Yeah. Uh, 1,312 yards, which is only five more yards in 30 less carries. And excuse me, in almost in 30, 30, 30 something more carries, only five more yards. His average was 4.4, but he scored 10 touchdowns again. But here's where I think, again, in the passing game, he had 57 catches for 338 yards, no touchdowns. My point being is for him to be the complete back, and I think the Giants maybe to value him more especially when they had no receivers. Yeah. So this guy caught 91. Now he caught it. Sherma, Sherma was his offense guy, was, was his coach in 18. 
90, well, he almost had 100 catches out of the backfield, along with 1,300 yards rushing. So, look, when you're looking at complete players, so he's got a career. He's almost got 1,000. He's got nine, 950-some-odd rushes, 4,200 yards. Another five years, even if he kept that up, after 10 years in the league where most guys, running backs, are lucky to get to it, you'd have about 8,000 yards, nothing to, nothing to shake a stick at. Yeah. But also, in his, in, his, in his five years here, the best record-wise besides last year when they went 9-7-1 and one, with him on a team was the year he got hurt. <laughs> they went 6-10. <laughs> and 10. They were 5-11 and 11 in that year that he had a great year. Four and 12, six and 10, he didn't play. Four and 13 in the year that he, he came back a little bit. And then last year, look, they had a good year last year because nobody expected him to do anything. Yeah. And he was, and, and, and he went nine and seven. So listen, I, I won't take anything away from Saquon. I, I just think guy's good. There's no reason for this not to be done. Yeah. But, but the thing is also, you got to understand the team's logic. Because Sean, they could throw in two or three other guys, and then that'll probably equal the production that he that he gave them last year. Yeah, you could throw in if you get two guys. One guy runs for six hundred. One runs for eight hundred. You already got more yards rushing. One guy has thirty catches. One guy has thirty-five. You got more catches out of the back. You know what I'm saying? And football knows this now. They know that. So that's why the position isn't as valued. Plus, when they give the money to Ezekiel Elliott guaranteed money and the guy fades out now he was real good and then faded yeah and sean who was the guy from why can't i think of his name now from the rams the running back big kid uh he got girly girly yes girly he was the thing too i mean that guy was fucking phenomenal and everything yep. got the big contract and, he, and he, he's gone he's out well that and the acl injury for him he never no, really no, but, but, that, but it's a chance you take i i yeah. get that i mean say but what i'm saying is that's the problem with it but then you could just insert any look the years of jerome bettis is sticking around um emmett i mean emmett smith played a lot of years and and took a lot of carries and took you know took a lot of hits teams don't because they pass all the time so you can get by you get in, in all honestly sean you can get by with two running backs we're both probably making in the hundreds of thousands not even a million dollars for two or three years and and you would you 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 fought, you have the same production, whereas you're gonna have to pay Saquon 14 million if if that, you know everybody wants to keep him for the franchise tag because it might only be one more year, so they're they're willing to do that. So it's hard, man. It is. I, I just think it's a position that's got. Look, McCaffrey makes the 16 million. He does do a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. He lines up wide and catches. You know he's. He's that guy catching 91 passes, but he gets hurt a lot too. He's he's not worth the 16 million probably. And people hate when I say that. I'm like, dude's always hurt. People are like, well, you know, no, he gets, I'm like he gets hurt. Oh, no, he get he does. He's out hurt. three to four games at least every year. He he does get hurt a lot. Hey, look, his production is phenomenal when he's on the field. Yeah, but, no, but can but you count on him? Let's put it this way: Would you have a quarterback that's out four or five games a year and have him do whatever and be like, "Hey, this guy's phenomenal. Let's pay him forty million dollars." No, you'd be like, "He's got to be on the field every game." So my Saquon take is uh, being a Giant fan, love that, and you got to remember too: there is a lot of games, and it is a testament. But you go, you also got to remember his last two years, they're playing one extra game. Now I think yeah. he only played thirteen last year. I didn't write that down, but he might have only played thirteen. 
He missed four games. Mm-hmm. I think the most he's played is 13 twice. But now you got expanded games. So you, you should have, if you're getting that one more game, five or six catches. I remember last year, the guy, one of the guys on the radio here in the mornings, big giant, huge giant fan. Would do any would would watch a giant game over his uh, wife giving birth. <laughs> he's just he's 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 an ESPN guy. His thing at the beginning of the year, he goes Saquon's going to have a huge year, and he goes it's got to have eighty to eighty five catches. Like you said, he fell way short. I agreed with him because he did have the ninety one. So to have the year, he would have had to have the thirteen hundred yards, maybe closer to fourteen. And, you know, and catch 80, 85 passes. Then they could sit there and say, you know what? He is more valuable than the two-headed monster. He is more. We got to, you know, and why? And like you said, he's he's only going to be 27 for the season. So if we can get that for 27, 28, and 29, we'll give him three years. Okay. I get that then. But you can't give him five, even though they're not guaranteed. But if you give him five, you're giving him more guaranteed money. Yeah. So you give three, you say, Saquon, here, you got 45, 50, whatever it is, $60 million guaranteed out of 100. It doesn't, that's the best thing about football. Hey, they just signed this guy to a three gazillion dollar contract. 45 million is guaranteed, and they're going to cut him in three years anyway. So who gives a fuck? They, so it doesn't, I don't like, they're ridiculous because you're wasting ink on paper. I don't, I, I don't, with a signature, I just, it's, it's very strange. <laughs> It's very. It, it is Speaking of NFL guarantees, yeah. the New York Jets just signed a uh, a player, extended a player, largest guarantee they've given a defensive player ever. Yeah. Uh, Quinnen Williams signed a four-year, ninety-six million dollar deal to remain the anchor of the Jets' defensive line, and uh, sixty-six million is guaranteed. Guaranteed. Good move. They they had to have him. I mean, so. Oh, sure. He's. I mean, he's 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 a stopper. No, absolutely. I'm glad he's sticking around. I'm glad he's going to be there. Um, no, it was just something they had to get done. So I'm, I'm happy about that. No, and, they did get, and I'm sure that, look, they're talking he might not be ready for week one, Saquon, if he sits out, if he does it. He cannot, look, he's not, he can't do a Le'Veon Bell and not no. play the whole year. That Because we saw how that worked out for him. So that's just, that doesn't behoove that. He just had a, he's got a young baby now, Saquon. You're a family man. I understand you want your money, but you can't lose a whole year. You just no. can't, especially when your body needs to be used to getting hit. Like well, you can't. Hit. Yeah, you, you, you'll have some fresh legs in the beginning, but you're going to get hit and your legs are going to go back to where they were. Yeah. Plus the fact that he only played so much two years, two seasons ago. So yeah. now can you imagine only play, look, playing two games in 20, he played 10 or 11 in, in 21, where he only rushed for so much, sitting out 23. And then coming back, so, you know, you can't. So you would have a four, two, one, two, three, a four-year period where he only played, you know, fucking two, 11, 13, 26 games. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, out of uh, three years of 17 and one year, it's how you can't. You can't do it. Well, it's funny as you're talking about the running back situation. It's crazy because, like, I don't think he realizes looking around going, oh, Zeke is still out there. He's had the show. Oh, Dalvin Cook is still out there. And you oh, know when those guys will get signed. guys out there. Like they'll, they'll get signed late in camp when a team loses their running back. Yeah. If they already don't have something in the works. I don't know. Maybe they know. I, I'm not. I Cook's in a better position than Elliott. Yeah. <laughs> but 
it's the same thing. We're a week, two weeks away from training camp, and neither one of those guys is signed. And like I said, Ezekiel Elliott, if he doesn't get signed in camp, he's a guy somebody will go down week one, two, three, four. They'll bring him in. He'll play half a season. Yeah, he'll either be productive or he won't be. I mean, because they're not gonna they're not gonna sign him for a lot of money. No. Like I said, it just it is weird how the uh, how football change. Because I still think, shit, if you could have a running back that rushes for fifteen hundred yards, I mean, you would have to give him the ball thirty five times a year, a year, a game. <laughs> But if it, well, here's the thing: you don't have to run. Man, that's a hell of a percentage. If my thing is, you know, you could really, if you had a quarterback who can throw, and he doesn't have to throw forty times a game, mm-hmm. you could keep it between that thirty and thirty-five, and you could keep the running back between twenty and twenty-five. But I'm talking productive yards, and then another running back, ten. I mean, seventy plays. 70 plays is the average of an NFL game if you get the ball. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you have the ball enough enough times. So if you between passing and if you could split it, you want to be in a 50 50 because you it makes a team harder to game plan. Yeah. I just think the what the reason teams pass so much is because pass interference is prevalent. You get it. You can have it on almost every down, but they call it so much yeah um i i do think defenders get beat a lot because it's just the way i i think you know it's it's the way the game was see it wasn't exposed as much when teams didn't throw as much yeah that's why when you do get a guy like gardner who does shut down uh, shut down you know uh a, a big player as dion did now dion did it in his day and age teams didn't throw as much though so now co- combine the not throwing as much with them never throwing to your guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? It makes him that much more valuable. Yeah. What I'm saying is now a quarterback drops back 45, 50 times between the two sidelines in the middle of the field. You can't cover guys all fucking game. You just can't, no matter how good you are. 50 fucking telling guys 50 times, run back, stick with a guy without grabbing him, without hitting his hand, without, you just can't do it. So to me, the passing game, as much as it's the evolution of the quarterback, the ones who are good pocket passes, it's the evolution saying, fuck it, we're going to get more calls for us. We're going to have our guys are going to be their guys more often. So throw yeah. the ball. I, I mean, that's what it comes down to, basically. So you don't need to run. But if you could run and you could pound and you could have that, not only that, man, running, you know, a guy running around, pounding getting it if you got to worry about a guy breaking through your linebacker's got to be up you get right it, it opens up your offense so much i mean these are look these are cliches they're things easier said than done but once again sean what happened football was played one way for so long and that shit worked yeah then you made a defense hey now the defense had to change to that said okay we'll come in a little we'll challenge you you could try to go deep on us go ahead then when it just became pass, 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 well, now just everybody sits in zone, and that's it. Yeah. It's very, you know, or zone man coverage on the outside. <clears throat> you know, because now it is just all throwing. So, you know, what advantage do you have? And then you hand off the ball. But the sickest part of it is, though, it's all throwing, but you, your, your interior linemen 
or balls to the wall anyway going for the quarterback, that even when you do run the ball a chance, these guys are two, three yards in anyway. Yeah. And they're tackling a guy right away for a loss or he's getting two or three yards. Nah. It's it's one of the other games that changed also. I mean, they've all changed. Speaking of, wait, just if we could get to this for two seconds. Now, I know the WNBA likes to promote itself like it's a, a real sport in terms of pro sport. And look, I don't shit, look, I don't shit on any women. I have two girls. So I don't, I, women, women athletics is big. I love softball. I love watching college softball. I watched the, the NCAA women because they play the, the off night of the men and vice versa. Yeah. I watch them just as much as I watch the guys. So for me, it's not the three nights and then there's nothing. No, because the women, the women are weird. They play like Monday and Tuesday also. Yeah. They'll start on the Sunday and play the Monday, Tuesday or start on the Saturday. So I wa- I'm all into the women's sport. The w- women's World Cup is coming up. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm into it. My thing is the WNBA, they had their all-star game tonight, which was 8.30, nationally televised. You're trying to get it. Now, I know it's summertime, and I know it's I don't even know where the fucking game was or what city. But they had their skills in their three-point competition yesterday at like 1 o'clock in the afternoon or 2 o'clock in the fucking – why? On a Friday? I don't – like – <laughs> hey, if I was the host city and I'm, like you said, my girls played basketball, I'd be like, hey, girls, I'll take off. You want to go? Yeah. I, and there is nothing. I know baseball just came back last night. I get that. But ESPN, too, can't throw this whole shit. And not to mention the fact, look. Woman set a, a record last night. I was just going to say that. Inescu, who plays for the Liberty. I don't care. If there's nobody guarding you, if there's nothing, the woman hit 25 out of 27, three, five. It's, it's, it's insanity. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> Except somebody contacting you on your phone. I don't, I don't get, what, what kind of marketing is that? What is that to try to build? There's nobody at these games anyway. I get it. Listen, listen, I, the WNBA killed themselves. They took it to the most level, social justice and all that stuff. And they still keep it up. And, and I'm not saying keeping up to take it away from anything. My point being is they are the only sport organization that hits it hard and heavy still. Like every, hey, listen, you had a, you know, you scored 35 points today. Yeah, let's do it. No, I know we did that. Listen, did anybody see what happened out in uh, Spokane? What, why do we keep, what, I, look, everybody knows. What is the, people are watching sports to, to move forward or not even think about something like that. And it's not to say this stuff isn't important. My thing is, this is the one league that just get, they still wear T-shirts. They still have stuff. And I'm not saying they don't. It's just, but what the, I, I guarantee it's turned people off. I guarantee it. Whether, whether that's right, wrong, or indifferent. So your marketing strategy of, 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 a, of, 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 a, of a league is just, it's so fucking way off, man. It really is. And I'm not talking just that short. I'm talking, it's the minute, it's a Friday afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> you have, what, what are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? I short, I was driving home. And, and I had it, and it's like, and, and when I heard it, they're like at the three-point competition. I looked at my watch. I looked at the, <laughs> I looked at the car. I go, what, it's four o'clock. What the fuck? When, when did this happen? They're like, yes, it happened. What? <laughs> and then when I heard how good she did, I go, what? 
because that's something, even as a fan, look, the Met, they put the Mets on some horseshit last night, right? They yeah. weren't on regular TV. They were on Apple Plus, yeah. Exactly. So there's a big farm goof for that right away because I refuse. I can't wait till there's no games on ever. And they're all on shit and nobody's buying it or tuning in or doing whatever. First of all, the reception of the quality yeah. of the picture on them is shitty. The announcers are fucking awful. <laughs> we, we had Wayne Randazzo. <laughs> I don't mind Wayne Randazzo. Yeah. He's a former Mets guy. No, I know. I, but I listen. And you know what, Sean? I could take him and leave him know when he was on the radio. I'm not going to lie yeah. to you. I thought it was Costas at first. I yeah, heard his but, voice and I was like, is that Costas? But what I'm saying is, so sports are going to kill themselves with that that anyway, the, with, the, with the other shit streaming. So last night, I might have turned on ESPN2, like I said. I, I don't even know if ESPN had a baseball game on. I would have turned on one of the ESPNs. Said, oh, look at this. I'll watch the girls in the because, like I said, I'm a fan, I'm a fan of the college game. I watch, yeah. I have I have never watched a WNBA game in its entirety since the beginning. So this oh, isn't like something that I have never I I just I like the I like the college game better. I've I've never taken my kids to one. Um even though they both played the game, I and it's not for not quality. I just <clears throat> I don't know. I don't, I don't know because I liked them all in college. Most of them play in the NBA or the WNBA just wasn't into it. And I don't know if it's because there's only four people in the audience every night or something like that. And with the college game, the college, look, you can have empty arenas in college for the, because you know, you, they're in neutral. Well, no, actually the girls play at their home stadiums in yeah. the, beginning, the beginning round. So that's it too. They'll have games where there's a lot of fucking people there. So I'm into the girls game. I just, WNBA, you got you got to do a better job. I'm surprised the league still exists. But then again, arena football lasted about 25 fucking years, and there was nobody there either. No, actually, <laughs> I, I would have rather have gone to an arena football game over. Exactly, but exactly, exactly. So I, I just, uh, I don't know, I, whatever. I, I, I was very, I was taken back. I didn't think I'd be taken back so much <laughs> by a three point contest in the WNBA, but I was during the All Star weekend. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. Because to me, then you're throwing up the flag saying we can't yeah. get a prime time event. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like I said, if if the host city did well and they had people there, I didn't even see a highlight. So if the host city did well, good for you guys. But how many people saw it? Fucking a handful outside of the city. Yeah. Um. Nah. All right. <laughs> Last couple things, real quick. Not that cold, Jesus. Um, Women's World Cup you mentioned starting up this week. Who you got? Anybody in particular? Well, I, I'd like to see the USA win for the third time. I think that'd be nice. I think they're losing in the knockout round. Well, I, I, look, they could lose potentially any time. Who do you have them losing to? Canada. Oh, okay. Well, they they, they, they show those... Uh, I don't even know if they match up, but that's that's where well, I'm going. Well, they show those once in a while. They show those preliminary matchups on. Uh, you can catch one and hey, kind of. They, they, I get what are they? Who's favored anyway? Is it USA? Yeah, it's us. It's got to be right. I think Australia is a team people talk about a little bit. Got to watch out for the Japanese ladies. They tend to be pretty good. Yeah, they beat us. The Japanese or China? Does China even throw somebody out now? I know they beat China that one year, right? The part where it really took off. Yeah, yeah but I think so Japan they, beat us in the World Cup. Uh, a few years ago? Yeah. Okay. And then right. we beat them in the Olympics. And one oh, so other we got thing, a little bit of a rivalry. A little bit. 
And one of the things since you're sweating like a whore in church, I want to make sure that you don't, you know, get any. Uh, no, that's I'm taking a shower. Hydration. Right? <laughs> oh, I, I got something. I've been drinking. Um, you know what? I, I'm going to say USA. Look, I, I'd like them to win. But the, the only, I mean, this is a whole, almost a whole totally uh, new to a lot of the girls left or retired, yeah. whatever the fuck they call it. I think you've got Rapino and like Alex Morgan as like the. Is it, no, is Alex, did Alex Morgan stay? Is I she think still she work? did. Yeah, I think oh, she I did. Thought, I thought she gave up after the last thing. Oh, well. I could, no, Sean, I could be wrong. I could. I thought she called it quits too, but I could be wrong. Rapino's calling it quits after this one, so. Well, she could have called the quits three years ago. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I have my feelings about her, so I, I won't yeah. express those out loud. No, me, um, I'm saying she could have quit. She yeah. could have quit thirty years ago. <laughs> I would have. I would have never cared. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, it is me. I want to say something too. It's funny that we just said this. I know sometimes people get on people. we always say people are allowed to express their opinions and we get it. Mm-hmm. And then there's people who express their opinions, but they get mad if you don't have the same expression. And I get that too. And then there's just people who say stupid stuff. Yeah. And I'm going to give you a clear example of this. In this generation of basketball, LeBron James is a hell of a ball player for 20 years. Yeah, absolutely. A hell of a ball player. That thing now I don't watch the ESPYS anymore. I I don't I don't watch it. Mm-hmm. But hearing when he got up there the other night and said a lot of you know I've been questioning whether I'm playing and you know I I've, the last few years he goes well you're all lucky I'm still gonna come back this year mm-hmm. you're all lucky. I mean the balls on it. They said it best. They go LeBron James needs to validate himself. Yeah, <laughs> like he's just talking. But I'm sure I've never like. <clears throat> I could care less <laughs> if LeBron James ever played basketball again. <laughs> I really don't give a shit about his career anymore. Like, I, I, I don't. Just because of the stuff he said over the last few years in terms of anything or everything, he has not been able to, and I'm not saying necessarily everything he says is bad. Yeah. He just sounds like a jerk off when he talks. And I think he's put more stock into himself not only did he want to be better than Michael Jordan and think he's better than Michael Jordan, but he wanted to be better than Michael Jordan, the personality. Now, say Michael Jordan stayed out of stuff. He made his commercials. He did stuff. He had a problem with the gambling. But what I'm saying is Michael Jordan stayed out of shit. Yeah. By saying, and I'm saying private, he did his commercials. He did it. LeBron had to do, he does the barbershop. He used to do the barbershop TV show. He, you know, he's, he's, he said some wacky posts about wacky stuff. But just even this air of arrogance that that whole, that anybody in that arena gave a fuck in that audience, if he was coming back or not. First of all, they probably all thought he was coming back anyway. When he's like, no, I've been down. They they probably didn't give a shit. They don't care. I didn't even know he was talking about retiring until I saw the next day that LeBron says he's not retiring. I was like, I didn't know this was an option. I thought he was playing well because they say he wants to play with his son. Yeah, he wants to play with his son. So his son's just gonna be a freshman in college this year. So like I don't understand. So why would it even be off the radar? Yeah. But Sean, they made a good thing about that too. They're like, okay, so let's just say Bronny plays one year. And he's he's clearly not as good as his old man was. So say Bronny plays one year and he gets drafted, and he gets drafted even for arguments if he was first or second, and he goes to some shitty city. All right, let's just say 
Detroit. Yeah, and I'm not saying shitty city. Yeah. I'm saying shitty team. Who's to say Detroit's going to say LeBron come play with us? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what, 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 or okay, you can come play with us for about 300k because we're not going to fucking pay you. <laughs> well, you, I'll be the attraction. I'll be that. I, I, we don't give a fuck. This ain't the Griffies. <laughs> you're just, you know, you're not coming here to do anything but make this a spectacle. So, and Sean, I get, they're going to turn it on him, man. He's just, he's going to, it's funny, look, he's... It'd be hilarious know, they, if Cleveland drafted him. They've had, that uh, would be funny. They've had talk, but um, Cleveland's not probably, Cleveland will probably be getting better in the next few years. Yeah. It, the, uh, even though there's been some talk that, Avi, look, I'm sure the guy's had some, uh, you know what, I can't say with certitude, but maybe he's had some indiscretions on his old lady. But for the most part, you never hear anything. Yeah. Guy ain't out party. I, I know he goes to a lot of events. He still got his kid. He was always around his kids, family guy. So I don't want, but just in terms of everything, it started from that fucking, the, you know, that decision to go to Miami, yeah. just calling on a thing. I just, and just, I, he, I have never been turned off by an athlete so much than him. I, it just, it's crazy. No, I, I, just, I completely understand that. I think that, I think he cites that as the worst decision he's ever made in his career was a decision yeah it just it, it is it just it was like i was oh. people said that it make for you know great tv this or the other i was able to get a lot of donations to that boys and girls club which was great which was great well it was great and sure he's built schools the guy yeah. has done is he's done his stuff that's what i'm saying he's i i don't know I just, I don't hate LeBron James. I just could give a shit about him. I don't, I, I don't care. And it's funny. He's, he should be one of the greatest basketball players of his generation ever, if not the best, obviously. And I could, I, I don't care. I think <laughs> if he was shame. to retire, whenever that is, and he just like goes away for a little bit. Maybe appreciate a little more. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like I said, you- he was a better Magic Johnson. When all of these guys did that, yeah, but he didn't play against the same kind of players. That's fair, but he, I mean, it to me Soft that the defense even... flopping all over the place. No, I, I know, but and, so... and let me tell you something. This isn't. This is called out by guys who played the game. Yeah, you know they all recognize it. So, I, I mean, I, I don't, Sean. I don't know if he'll ever be held in that kind of regard. He'll be held as one of the best. They got to do it. But they got to. They have no choice. He's going to be the all-time scoring leader till whenever, if nobody else yeah. does. So, you like, know, need- I agree yeah. with everything, like, the older guys say about the game and everything else, because I obviously preferred the game played that way as well. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying, though, is it, it, I, this just came to me now, so it's not, like, against you or anything. No. You can only play the way you're able, like, the, the, the people you're able no, to play no. against. Like, you know what I mean? It's like when Notre, when people shoot on like Notre Dame schedule sometimes, like, listen, the schedule was made 10 years ago. Like, what do you, like, there's nothing we can do about it. No, no. And I, no, and I do agree that you can only play in the era that you play. Yeah. I do get that. My thing is you can do that. My, and, and and I, that's why I'm saying he's the best of his generation. And is the thing, the problem, do not compare him to the guys in the past. Just don't do it. That's where I have the problem with, because I'm sure he still would have been good, but he might not have been what he is now. Because a, they would have fouled him all the fucking time, and he's a terrible free throw shooter. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that game would have been done. He would have been more physical every night. And look, this is to take nothing away because the guy was playing 40 minutes of playoff games by himself. He was, he was running up and down the court. He did play defense early in his career. You know, the last four or five years of his career, he's just been sitting at the top of the three-point line, an occasional dunk on a fast break, and, and maybe waving at a guy's hand or falling down himself. Mm-hmm. But my point being is with him, he was able to take shitty Cleveland teams to the fucking – or a shitty Cleveland team to the final and yeah. got beat. That would have never happened. If Michael Jordan played with terrible players on the Bulls, the league would have never allowed, even with him being the best, he would have never taken a Bulls team to the championship by himself. You know why? Because it was team. So just like that, don't tell me LeBron was that good that he was able to, not one, not two, but three rounds of teams he beat single-handedly without anybody on his fucking team to get that Cleveland team to the to the NBA title, which they, and then they got spanked. It, it's ridiculous to even think that one guy could. And he did. He didn't have anybody else on that team. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, those three teams should be embarrassed that they let that happen, and it would have never happened in any other era of the game, where yeah. one guy took a team to the final, let alone win it, but just happened. Even those years where the, the Celtics were winning all the time. They had more than it was Russell. It was good. They had a lot. You got to remember Russell and a bunch of even when you look, they always say Bill Russell won the the Russell Chamberlain matchups because Chamberlain couldn't beat it. You know the Lakers couldn't beat him. Yeah. They could beat it. But if you look at those games, yeah, Bill Russell did. You know Chamberlain scored his points, but Russell shut him down other ways. Shut him. And Russell would might only have 15, 18 points, 15, 18 rebounds. You know he would have that guy. He didn't score sixty. He didn't have, but he shut him down. And then the other guys around him were good enough. They were better. And you got to remember, you know, Jerry West played on a few of those days. Didn't matter. The Celtics had their number and beat them year in and year out. So that's with multiple good players getting to a final and then running into a jug. Can you, was Bill Russell going to bring them there by himself or every year? He still had good players. Uh, you, know, you know, like I said, I just, I, just when LeBron does something like that, it just, it just, he could have just went up until training and said, "Hey, look, I'm coming back." You know, I, I don't. I guess he doesn't have a contract. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe uh, it ran okay. out. Well, that's what I'm. Th- if he says he's playing, well, maybe he is on the contract. I don't know. But just for him to say that, like I said, you hear him say it. I don't know if anybody clapped. There was no clapping on the air. In fact, they, like I said, they, they were making fun of him. On the radio, they're like, "Who the fuck does he?" You know, it was kind of the same thing. Well, there, LeBron said it. He's coming back because everybody knows he was coming back anyway. So if you think that everybody knows you're coming back to get up there in front of everybody, hey, I'm more important than everybody else. That's the, that's the way it looked. I'm sure it wasn't his intention, but that's where he comes off as a jerk off. Yep. And it, and it is a shame. So whatever, I, I hate when they talk about guys' legacies. But what I'm saying, whatever your Whatever you think the people think of you, and I know he thinks that a lot of people think he's an asshole. Mm-hmm. He definitely does. You can tell by the stuff he deletes if he tweets something or something else. You can tell that he he thinks somebody gets in his ear and says, hey, man, take that down, or, you know, you sound like a fucking jerk. Yeah. And he doesn't have to care because he's got more money, he's got more whatever, but at some point you're a human being. So now he gets up there, he says that. If he didn't go to that back curtain and go through and say, what am I doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Then, then he's he's just 
he deserves every slight he gets from here on out. You know what I mean? That, in my opinion, I, that's what it is. You know, my most favorite thing that he ever did was the when he went to the 2016 World Series at Game Seven. Yeah, yeah. And he's sitting in whatever his suite is uh, yeah, with his wife and a couple teammates. And his wife went to hand him a fucking blunt and he was like shown on camera. And he was like, <laughs> fucking crying. I was home because I just had hernia surgery. So I was home watching That's the right. World Series. And of course, it was a historic one. So it was a perfect time to have hernia surgery, to be honest. And so I'm watching <laughs> it. And I was just like, that motherfucker, he's got a blunt. Like, and nobody's ever said anything about it ever again. But even that, let me tell you something. I was like, I mean, did I was I the only person who saw this? <laughs> yeah, sure. But like I said, hey, look, I can't condemn the guy for smoking a little. No, weed. I don't give a shit. Smoke as much. No, as no, 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 no. But but you're right. There is the image. There is the thing. You know, do you have to? You know, you, in you, a stadium. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I Sean, I like I said, there's just. I, I LeBron, Sean, I said the same. Look, I think James Harden. Probably we we've talked about it again. One of the best pure shooters that ever played the game. Yeah. I he's just he, I he's no he I could pick fifty guys better than him in the era before him. Yeah. Who might not necessarily be better than him, but they were just they were better teammates. They were better players because when James Harden had anybody play defense against him, he fucking disappears. Yeah. Disappears. James Harden has played on good teams and done dick. And like I said, when somebody plays defense, he gets shut down. So what, what do I see a good, is he one of the best, greatest, he's, I know he's in the top 50, supposedly, but is he one of the top 50 is greatest NBA players of all time? Or is he a good fucking pickup basketball game guy? Hey, we'll dribble down, we'll dribble, all right, I'm going to shoot up and shoot. And do that. Is, is that what he basically made his career of? You know what I mean? So just doing that, and when it came crunch time or get into the playoffs and be with guys who were good, he didn't play with shit, and and got himself out of every fucking situation he's been in. Yeah. Old ones that he he wanted to go to all these teams, and they were all like, "Go fuck yourself!" After a little while, because he was the same way. I mean, he was like, "I'm out of here. You're out of here. You came here and made us worse." So that's so. Uh, LeBron James isn't to that equivalent, but I use. To me, James Harden is that he's that guy. He is one of these guys from this generation of basketball who people will say, well, he's great. And he's this and he's that. Is he, though? <laughs> is he? Like I said, he played pickup basketball for 15 years. <laughs> Anytime it got into May and June, disappeared, disappeared. And he had players with him. So is, is he one of the greatest? And I'm not. And basketball is different. Like I said, I think baseball is a different sport. You're, you're judged, you should be judged only on your 162 games a year. Football, obviously, they judge you on everything and the playoffs. Yeah. And basketball, you should just be judged on your 82 games in terms of getting into the uh, Hall of Fame, but it does go beyond that. And it shouldn't because the MVP is before that, everything else is. But what I'm saying is you can't get, you know, these guys don't get to the playoffs once. Mm -hmm. They get to the playoffs multiple times and multiple years. And you go there and do nothing. You know, this isn't Ted Williams in one World Series where he did shit. Like, you know, Ted Williams, if Ted Williams would have went to seven World Series and hit 111 and never got a fucking ring. Yeah. They're like, man, the guy, all right, look, he's a great fucking, he's a Hall of Famer, but, you know, he, he never made his team better. Probably yeah. wouldn't have happened. James Harden is, is the epitome of that. So...
Yeah, another guy we can never have on the show. <laughs> and LeBron. Uh <laughs> yeah. but you know what? I would like to talk to LeBron though. I like I said, he would I don't hate the man. I would yeah. I would like to ask him his real what are his thoughts? Do you do you think that whole thing with Michael the, the comparison don't it can help him in terms yeah. of just going along? I, sometimes you have to have humility, Sean. You have to. And the better answer would have been, you know what? Some people are going to say I'm better than Michael. Some people are going to say he's better than me. We'll leave it at that. You know, my opinion is I was the best LeBron James that went out there. I tried hard. I was a good teammate. You judge me on that. That's yeah. it. Not Don't you, you know, so and that's, I, I would love to talk to him and just see how he feels towards that. Because like I said, all the off the basketball court stuff, I, I, I don't care about. I don't care. I don't care about any of these sports people who who who, who have uh, different ideologies or for different things. I, I almost like uh, Kyrie Irving. I, I could care less what Kyrie Irving ever thought about anything. Yeah. How are you? How is he as a basketball player? And I know guys would be like, oh, he's so goofy. And he's so doesn't. What does he do on the court? And, with, and as, look, I, as long as he ain't out beating up women, mm-hmm. fighting cops, getting pulled over, getting arrested, he wants to think the world's flat. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Stop asking him about it in the locker room. Who cares? Yeah. Who gives a fuck? And as many he starts talking, you know what? Kyrie Irving wouldn't have a lot to say if reporters didn't go and stick a fucking microphone in his face. Mm-hmm. If you walked and talked to a guy who was actually talking about the game they just had and they either won or lost, Kyrie Irving would stop saying his stupid shit. That'd be the end of it. You know, Sean, I've always said this. When people go to protest something, okay, listen, the KKK is going to be here. They're having a rally. If nobody showed up, <laughs> they would look around after 15 minutes ago, guys, nobody's here. I guess let's go home. <laughs> because they'd just be talking to themselves. Mm-hmm. And they would fucking leave. So that's what I'm saying. Anybody who goes down to protest, let them be... When you're there by yourself because you're trying to elicit an emotion and a reaction and you realize it's the three drunk buddies you came with and you're like, fuck, we can do this at our own trailer. We don't have to be here. You're not going to get that. And it's the same thing with sports stars. They walk up and, Sean, I'm telling you right now, if one fucking reporter goes up to Aaron Rodgers and asks him about getting a fucking COVID shot, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking flip my shit, man, because like I said, and if I was Aaron Rodgers, I'd be like, is this still a thing? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I would say. And I'm sure he would. He knows how to, I'd be like, is this, is this, is this what we're here to talk about? Is this going on? Are you still, but I guarantee some jerk will do it. <laughs> guarantee. And why would you? I, I just, I don't get, why, at this point, why would you? But somebody will do it. And that's what I mean. So now if Aaron Rodgers walked into the locker room every week and they were interviewing, hey, Aaron, listen, your first preseason game's coming up. Yeah, I know, but all these guys got their COVID shot and uh, double shots, and they really should. Like, if he was the guy to do it next week, I wouldn't even be in Aaron Rodgers' face. I'd be down the I'd be talking to fucking uh, – When? No, no, who's no, who's the other who's the other quarterback? I can't even think Zach of Wilson. I'd, I'd be in front of Zach Wilson's thing going, just say something stupid, Zach. <laughs> Because that's how, Sean, this is how we stop all of the stuff. We stop playing into people's nonsense. And that's why, and that's why if I had LeBron on, I know he would just, just man to man, just to talk, no nonsense. Don't care about your outside and any of your stuff. I do like your charity work. He would be commended for that. But you're saying the game of basketball, do you ever stop and say, 
maybe I said the wrong thing for basketball, just basketball. Maybe I did the wrong thing. And guys should have regrets. I mean, that's just part of the game. But, or do you feel that strong? And hey, you're the best one ever. Because there's nothing wrong with that either. I know Michael Jordan feels like he's the best one ever. But you know what? Scottie Pippen doesn't think he's the best one ever. And he played with him. Well, Scottie Pippen also has a fucking hard on for Jordan. In fact, well, it's because his son goes out with his (laughs) ex-wife. Yeah, Michael Jordan's son goes out with Scottie Pippen's ex-wife. No way. Yeah, yeah. That's that's why Scotty Pippen said until he came to this team, Michael Jordan was nothing. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, his ex-wife's dating his son. Oh, that is man. some hard shit. Because you know why that's fucked up, Sean? Because either he was very little or wasn't even fucking born <laughs> when when uh when Scotty and Mike were playing together. <laughs> that's crazy. You know what I mean? So she saw, she saw, you know, his son as like a fucking eight or nine year old or a fucking, you know what I mean? That's a little bizarre, man. This is amazing. By I didn't way, even know this was a thing. Wait, did you look it up? I'm true, yeah. right? I'm not making something up, right? No, you're not. This is unreal. Yeah, all right. There you go. Hey, listen, we're here to tell stuff also. There's stories told here every day. Michael Jordan's son gifted his girlfriend, Scotty Pippen's ex-wife. Rare Air Jordans. <laughs> now, in all due respect, Scotty shouldn't give a fuck. It is his ex-wife. Yeah. But I think he does. <laughs> Jesus, I was too looking at her. Wow. Let me ask you, no, she's a piece of it. What, uh, how old is Michael Jordan's son? Does it say on there? I got a Marcus Does it get the Jordan. ages of either one of them? Let's see. I'm reading. I'm reading. I guess we'll have to look him up individually. It's his oldest son. Second oldest son, not even his oldest. <laughs> yeah, so I, no, I wonder what the age difference is on the two of them. Let's see if I can find it real quick. Marcus yeah. Jordan. Yeah, it's Marcus Jordan. He was born in 1990. All December right, so 24th, 1990. All right, and how old is Mrs. the ex-Mrs. Pippen? Looking that up now. Oh, she doesn't have a uh, Wikipedia page. Interesting. Yeah. I'm not looking up Marcus Aurelius. Thank you, though, Wikipedia. That's <laughs> You should know based on my search history that I'm not a... Uh, we could do a story on that if you want. Personal life. Blah, 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 blah. Nothing on his dating Scottie Pippen's wife. This is bullshit. I gotta look up Scottie. Nobody's looked him up. God, that's a bad picture of that man. Um, personal life, personal life, personal life. Where's it at? Listen, I know he's a Hall of Famer, but do we really need to have this much writing about his career? Fair profile. Personal life. Filmography. Who gives it? Larsa, I spelled her name wrong. Oh my God, she's 16 and a half years older than him. So 16 and a half. Mm-hmm. So, they, so they were no longer teammates. No, they were teammates when he married her. Yeah, but who married who? Oh, when Scotty Pitt, when did they get married? 97. Oh, sure they were. Yeah, yeah. 
That was that was the middle of that the, was the uh, second. That wasn't that yeah. the second three P. Yep. All right, so nineteen. He was seven years old. <laughs> Not even, because well, his birthday's was, in December. So he was six, and then ninety-eight. So he was six and seven around the team. I, like I said, I'm sure she never thought of. Then he grows into a bit. So he he's. He's 33 now. Mm-hmm. And she's almost 50. She was born in 74. Yeah, she's 49. Yeah. So 33 and, 40, 33 and 49. Interesting. But I blew your mind with that tonight. Oh, Shorty, there you go. See? It's amazing. Good for Marcus. Well, you know what? Even can I tell you, you know who else is good for Michael? Because Scotty Pippen talks a lot of bullshit. Apparently, Michael blessed their relationship. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure he laughed all the fucking way. <laughs> Especially in the fucking uh, the, the, the eight-part documentary. He's like, Scotty said that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Scotty's taking it real, real, real yeah, hard. Well, here's, a, here's an article from June 14th of this year. They're still together, it looks like. Her in a Playboy Bunny outfit. Thumbs up. Um, On June 14th? Or you just saw her in a picture? Just saw her in a picture. I think they were going, I thought I saw something on, somebody yelled at Michael Jordan, hey, do you approve of your relationship? And he's like, with your son, he's like, and that's what he said. I think that's what he said. Yeah, what? Well, what's he supposed to do? Kid's, a, kid's an he's adult. 33, who gives a shit? I mean, he's an adult. And it makes probably makes Michael laugh as he's smoking a cigar every night on the golf course. I got to tell you, Thanksgiving must be a hoot. (laughs) (laughs) Because you know they've joked at that. How do you pronounce his wife's name? Larsa. It'd be like, Larsa, were you ever looking at Marcus when he was only seven? (laughs) Oh, you guys cut that shit out. (laughs) And I bet you was looking at him. You know, that kind of shit. You want to throw 20 on it? Ha, ha, ha. You know, that's... That poor uh, man's father was killed because of his gambling debts. I know. Awful. Awful thing. Greatest basketball player in the world. How dare he do that? Now, I, I, can I tell you, that is a... Obviously, I, I you know, I lost a grandfather and stuff like that. And Five years ago. Man, man lost his father, and I would like to think that really wasn't the reason. You know, it was just yeah. a fucking act of whatever, you know. <laughs> That, that you know, just a, a, an act, a, a random act of violence, and uh, to hear that. But if it was the truth, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, and it also blows my mind. Look, I know these guys made X amount of money, but I cannot. And I know he had a gambling issue, problem. Mm-hmm. But could he have gone into that? Like, there's play with them. We play with our all means. If we gamble, yeah, 100, 200, yeah. 300 dollars. Yeah. Because we make X amount. So if I made a million dollars, do you get up to a hundred thousand? You just say, "Hey, I got to cut it for tonight." Or it was such an addiction to him, could he have possibly owed money to people and then they killed his father? You know what I mean, man? It's just like yeah. you would you would think if that was ever substantiated, somebody would have given a death like who did it? You know yeah. who we owed? You think it would have came out at this point? But if it, you know, I'm hoping that's not the case. Like I said, but. Either way, the man's gone, uh, you know, but can you imagine living with that for the rest of your fucking life? 
Yeah, it's going to be awful. I mean. But all right, last thing before we go. British Open's next weekend. Mm-hmm. We'll be watching that Sunday morning at a hotel in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Correct. Who you got? Well, who's favorite? Can I ask that? I have no idea, actually. Oh, you don't have anything? You don't have the lineup? Uh, let me see. Uh, they were talking. They were talking Open. about it today on the radio. The, the girl Anita Marks is a uh, a big golfing person. I can't remember who she said. They were also talking tennis. Wilbur match. Scheffler's eight to one. Rom is nine to one. Fowler's fourteen to one. But can I tell you, none of them will win it. Sean, who's like who's tenth or eleventh? Fucking CBS Sports. Fucking awful. There we go. Fox Sports. They got their own betting line. They know. Can I just get a list? There we go. Okay. Um, Rory McIlroy's plus 750. Scheffler's plus 900. Rom plus 1100. Brooks Kapka plus 1400. Cam Smith, the defending champ, plus 1400. Uh, we'll go down to plus 3000. I'm not going further than that. Yeah, no, that's fine. Go ahead. I'm going to. Uh, Jordan Spieth is plus 2000, as is Victor Hovland. Xander Shoffley is plus 22. Fowler's plus 22 on their thing. Morikawa's plus 25. Give me Shoffler, Sean. You want Xander? Yeah. All right, there's a few other guys under here that could be of interest. All right, go ahead. Let me hear. Morikawa, Fleetwood, Cantley, DJ, and Matthew Fitzpatrick. They're all the 3,000 guys? Uh, between 25 and 3,000. No, I'm going to go Shoffler. I'm going to say he wins it. It's definitely not anybody in that top five. Um, they just don't win. They don't. You, if you're favored in any of these things, they don't win. Yeah. And these were the odds as a seven eleven on Fox Sports Bet. Um, oh, really? Yeah. They may have changed. I don't know. But I was going to say they might. Have. This is what we have as of right now because I'm not going to be looking in ten different. No, no, places. don't do it. No, but I'll go shop. I'll go shop. I'll go. That's what I'm going to go. Brooks has been playing well. As has Cam Smith on live. They both Cam won his last tournament. Brooks has been top of, has been on the podium, I think, the past two. Sure. Um Ricky back to back, back to back champions is hard though. Yeah. Uh Ricky has been playing his best golf he's played in five years. Mm-hmm. Um I was gonna say Fowler, but I, I'm not I I, I went away. I, I I don't I don't I wouldn't pick him because I want him to win. If that makes sense. No, you know, so you're not going to put the kibosh on him. Yeah. Well, I didn't either then. I didn't do it either for you. (laughs) Fleetwood is always in these things, and he never wins. He's got to get over the hump at some point. Has to. And to win his nation's open. All right. I'm going Tommy Fleetwood. All right, no, you can't. And now there's also a chance somebody – ranked in the, the, the 20th to 30th best golfer will win this especially when they play on them dried out fucking courses that always if you lit a match they would be on fire <laughs> but if you just hit a seven iron 140 down the fairway it's gonna roll for 200 more yards you know i live because isn't there a lot of rain in these places why are those courses always so fucking burnt out every year no matter where they are on those british isles 
no matter where. Worst drought we've had in 45 years. Yeah, that's that, right? I just... Every time? Is it open? They're playing on fucking hay. It's not even It's not even grass at that point. You know, like those funny weeds they have on the side? They were yeah, yeah. called, like, the flim-flam over there is... And you're like, cool. I like when they like the balls in a bit of the muff. I'm like, hey, that happens in the States also. I was watching the Scottish <laughs> Open today. A dude, I forget who it was. Can't remember who it was. It was in one of those pot bunkers. Hits the ball. It hits the edge. Of, it hits the fucking bunker. And like just rolls back a little bit. And then just stays on like the grass part. Yeah. And so he, he calls the guy over to ask if he could get relief. And the guy was like, no. And so he hits it again. And hits like another lip right above it. And goes back in the bunker. I was like. This is fucking great. And then he finally hit it out. And then I, I go golfing with Riley today and I get in two bunkers at the end of my round. Can't get the fuck out of them. Like this, and they're like this high off the ground. I'm like, this is what I get for making fun of that guy. Sure. And I will say though, I did when, when we were shitting on the Mets the other day and we both went to watch the end of the woman's golf. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think there's any Americans who play that women's golf. It is dominated by Asia. Just dominated. And they're all real good. I'm not thinking. Well, well the woman who won's American, Corpus. No, no, no. That, but everybody, I'm saying, the, the look at the board. Yeah. You would think you're in an Asian country. They Oof. are that. They are that good, though. I mean, they're all good. So, some of them are American. There's a lot of Americans, but they are they are that good. They dominate the sport. So here's what annoys me. Not annoys me. This is how bad I am about women's sports. And I feel bad saying this because it's going to be sexist. I'm not sexist. I have a daughter. If she ever plays sports, I'll be all in. My sister used to play softball. I used to coach her, for Christ's sake. Um, even putting on Pebble. They're playing a Pebble. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It was a Pebble. One of the most beautiful courses in the world. One of the best landscapes to watch a fucking golf tournament. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting in my basement on my couch, and I pass out. I'm like, this is not exciting at all. There's this one chick from Georgia, played played at the University of Georgia, and she has, she like looks at like the target like 18 times in a row, and then finally hits. And I'm like, oh my god, what is going on here? Just you see where you want to go, you dress the ball, you hit the fucking thing. Like, hello ball, (laughs) hello ball. You know what, Sean? It's it's uh. That's I can still appreciate because when you break it down to its simplest form, some of them can mash the ball too. Oh, so they're, they're incredible talent. I saw them at no. the women's uh when I went to Augusta National and saw them play in the women's whatever. Yeah. Amazing. Like you look at the greens and you go, I wouldn't even know which way to putt this if I had a week to study the screen. But Sean, I, I yeah, go ahead, go ahead. And then they've hit a putt from 35 feet that goes in, and you're like, I don't understand. The, the talent I, the, is through the roof. And that's what I think the boredom comes from, that they are that good. Yeah. yeah in other words, look, look, they're all – and if you look at it, too, most of their things, they stay tight for a while, and then somebody ends up pulling away Yeah. at the end. But that's what – their top – you know, from 10 under to 8 under to 9 under to, you know, in all these tournaments. Like you said, Pebble Beach is a great, beautiful Oh, course. beautiful, yeah. Beautiful. That's like a bucket list course for me. But you, so what you're looking for is you're like, all right, somebody make their move. And what happens? The girl who's in the lead pause. 
Then the girl loses a shot behind pause. Yeah. Then another girl pause. Nobody ever makes the jump because they just play. They play, and nobody, there's no birdie, uh, b- bogeys. Yeah. In other words, it's hard that unless you're going to eagle a fucking hole, the catcher prospect is because they can all play par golf and they can all birdie and be one. So, because obviously they all stay the same thing. Nobody falls apart. They, I think the guys are more psychological, if that makes any sense. I, I, I think the guys let a lot more, mo- because let's face it, it's bigger crowds. It's, it's, I, I would, I think the money's better. The money's got to yeah. be better. Yeah, it's that, yes. And, well, especially now. I mean, or well, whenever that takes place. So I think the women's golf is like golf of the late, of like the mid 80s to early 90s before Tiger came on the scene. Okay. So just right? very c- cerebral, get up. Cerebral, right? you get, get the ball in the fairway, get the ball on the green. green. Two and putt, then, if you, or if you close enough, tap it birdie. Yes. Or two putt, move on to the next, and, and so forth and so on. That's it, it. The men's game, especially with the power they have now and everything else, and the technology and all the clubs and the practice and the launch monitors and each this, that, and the other, they take more risks. Yes. They, they, well, they, they go, they, no, they're they go for it. Te- they're victims yeah. of technology. Yeah. So they go for more. They or they. Or Tiger's in a bunker and he fucking whips a club around and gets it within four feet from yeah. 180 yards. And you're like, out of a bunker? Oh, yeah, 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 sure. No, I, I do, you're right. There is more risk in the men's game. There is, which makes it a little more exciting. Yeah, so, it makes it more fun to watch. And, you know, it's Fuzzy Zella laying up <laughs> to make yeah. a 30-yard putt that he's going to drain no matter what. Yeah. It could be a monsoon. Wasn't as exciting <laughs> as, like you said, somebody trying to fucking... Hey, I'm 220 away in the rough, but I'm going to land this three inches from the fucking hole and win this tournament, yeah. which happens once out of every 25 shots. And a guy does it, you appreciate it more and it gets it more exciting. Not so, and then that's just what it is. No, I mean, no, but you're right. Where girls play, girls play the game the way it's supposed to be played. Yeah, no, 100%, play, yeah. But nice tee shot, your approach, nice your approach shot. Either, like you said, you're either on or you're just almost on. Mm-hmm. Then you fucking chip up, and then you you fucking paw the hole. If you get lucky, you get real close on your second shot. Then you get a birdie, and that happens a couple of bunch of holes. You get to eight nine under. Then it's just coast. Now I can paw the rest of the way because the girl behind me is only going to paw, yeah. or this one's only going to paw. So if I could get a two stroke or even one stroke lead with three holes left, four holes left, I know this girl's not catching me because we all play the same way. So here's a prime example of like the biggest and and this is the biggest difference if you look at it. Like like you were saying, if Rory McElroy, longest driver on, on tour right now, gets a hold of one, he could get up to 340 down the center. Okay. On a 550 yard par five, that means he's got 210 in. Mm-hmm. He's hitting a six iron from 210. I am hitting my driver off the deck. No, I'm just kidding. I'm 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 hitting a three wood. You know what I mean? Like, or they they're doing the same thing. They're hitting a three wood that distance or whatever. And it's like now you got a chance for an eagle. Or if he like no, somehow gets the right the right roll, you're like, oh, it's an albatross. Like, you know what I mean? Or or Sean, but even put Rory now if he's in the lead mm-hmm. and he fucking jumps that tee shot like that. Yeah, 
the guys teeing off after him go, look, I got to fucking be right on here. And that's what leads to the anxiousness. And somebody goes right or somebody hooks left. Or they hit it down the middle. They say, okay, I'm good. But they're laying at 270. So they're 70 yards behind him. Now they can make that up on that second shot, but their line might not be as good. They might not be in the center. Of the, they might be left. They might, might be in a divot. Might be, and that's what I'm saying. So he's got all this because he knows he's going to be there in two. And he's going to be right up against the pin with a good shot. See, that's the difference. They make you, to you like almost like you use UFC. They make you want to tap out. Yeah. That or that's what the men's side tries to do. I'm going to make this as hard as possible for you to come back. Whereas the women, like we said, they could just play along, and uh, and and still win. Just like that. It's just who gets out in front and who stays there. That's it. Yep. But on that note. Alrighty, we covered a lot tonight, bud. We did. We did. And I just wished Shade a happy birthday because it is officially 12 a.m. Oh, uh, so yeah. send her a text. She's probably asleep. Uh, <laughs> happy birthday to my beautiful wife, Shade. She is 36 years young today. Happy birthday, um, Shade. And then in three weeks, her slovenly husband will be uh, 39. <laughs> uh, last year of my youth. Um, anywho. <laughs> all righty we'll be back in a couple of weeks kids we will actually we will be back on my birthday so uh That's right. yeah. but um yeah everybody thank you for listening hope you enjoyed the show mark canna if you're out there please give me a call um <laughs> yeah um like share subscribe the usual things folks oh quick aside i was talking to dad the other day and i was like oh i told the story about casey and the shit in the kitchen on christmas and he was like Oh, you told that? And then we were talking about something else. He was like, oh, you guys talked about that? I was like, glad to see you're listening to the show. Uh, <laughs> you're like, Dad, what do you want, the Cliffs notes? <laughs> He's just like, glad you're listening. He, he started yeah. laughing. He was like, uh, you know. <laughs> He's got a five-minute ride to work. He <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, but yeah, so, uh, all right, everybody. Y'all have a good one. Uh, I will see you next week, Uncle Johnny. I'll see you too, but next time I see you, look, this is just an old saying me and your uncles have. Next time I see you, it'll be on Tennessee time. It's, it's, no, it's from Pulp Fiction. Bruce oh, okay. Willis says it. <laughs> so that's how we always end the day. We go, all right, brother, see you next time. Next time I see you, it'll be on Tennessee time. <laughs> Even though we're not going to Tennessee, folks. Don't look at no, no. I mean, Nashville would be a good time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. But half our family won't leave the state of Pennsylvania or New York, so it's <laughs> kind of rough. Um, yeah. I kid. I'll cut that out. Um, all right, folks. Y'all have a great week. We will see you again August 5th. Uh, until then, have a good rest of the summer. You know, playing golf, hit them straight. If you're swimming, don't drown. Um, otherwise, that's all I got. Uncle Johnny, anything from you? No, that's it, folks. Everybody have a good one, and uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Yep.